This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here for you, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it is Ian, JJ, and Mark. We invite you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. Lots of features await you on the site, so head over there and enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Coming up here tonight, JJ has some yet more police abuse stories we were talking can't about. can't help it. The news is rife with them. You just can't help it. We were talking about this earlier this week, how there's just no shortage. In fact, there's so many police abuse stories that some people, uh, Mark suggested that uh, he might even be getting uh, acclimated to it. Like he's used to you seeing desensitized, it. Mark? Uh, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> at this point, you have to look for the really bad ones. Yeah. Well, and it's it's so many of the stories, though, you keep coming back to, to older individuals um, and it seems like those are the, some of the most tragic because, you know, young, young punks. Yeah. You can see young punk getting uh, out of line, lipping off to an officer, whatever, you know, that people have done that and it's, it's, yeah, it's normal, whatever, but older folk getting beaten down, I, I, you know, it's just, well, there's uh, a story I had about a 76 year old man had his house raided incorrectly, uh, on a drug raid. But before we get to sure. the, uh, the downer, let me give you a little bit of, uh, of good news here. Cause there's, it's, it's rare, but now and then the U.S. Supreme Court does do something right. Uh, you know, they say a broken clock strikes right a couple times a day. Yeah. <laughs> and so here's one of those instances. Do like to give you the good news when it is available. This came from. Otherwise we'd be accused of only giving bad news. Right. Uh, this, and we do get accused of that at times. This came from the dailychronic.net. The uh, U.S. Supreme Court refused to review a landmark decision today in which California state courts found that its medical marijuana law was not preempted by federal law. The state appellate court decision from November of 2007 ruled that it is not the job of local police to enforce federal drug laws. Okay. So that case came on appeal to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court refused to hear it, which means that they are upholding the decision of the appeals court who decided that it's it's not the job of the local police to enforce federal drug laws. So the Supreme Court saying that, hey, you guys, not your business. Stay out of it. You can enforce your own local laws, and, wow. and that's it. So this is a pretty big deal, but there's a little bit more about uh, what the case was in the first place. It was Felix Ka, a medical marijuana patient from Garden Grove in California, was the result of a wrongful seizure of medical marijuana by local police in June of 2005. Medical marijuana advocates hailed the decision as a huge victory in clarifying law enforcement's obligation to uphold state law. Advocates assert that better adherence to state medical marijuana laws by local police will result in fewer needless arrests and seizures. In turn, this will allow for better implementation of medical marijuana laws not only in California, but in all states that have adopted such laws. According to the chief counsel with Americans for Safe Access, which is a medical marijuana advocacy organization, he says, Joe Elford says, that it's now settled that state law enforcement officers cannot arrest medical marijuana patients or seize their medicine simply because they prefer the contrary federal law. Gotcha. So what you had happening out there was certain police departments or police officers were basically looking at the laws and saying, well, I really like this war on drugs, and I don't appreciate that the legislature or the voters decided to right. make I this don't law. appreciate that the people of the given piece of ground political designation 
which I decided to work for, whom I go to work for every single day, and I spew bullcrap out of my mouth that says that I'm here working for those people. I don't appreciate the laws that the representatives of those people or those people themselves have voted to put into place. So I will go ahead and take rules from people. Who are not the people That's right. that I claim to represent and who are not the people that I claim employ me and who are not the people that I claim to be protecting every day because, well, I prefer it. Well, and it, it's, it's sort of like the, the, in the religion of government, there's, there's many prophets and some of these, some of these law enforcers are definitely going to follow the, the strongest message possible because that's what they're there for, Mark. They're there to keep you safe. Well, and, and this is, <laughs> it just goes to show the big fat lie that is these are, the, these are representatives of the people working for the people or whatever, this whole term, the people. Yeah. Because when the people which do, people? What? Which people? Right, which people. But when the voting public will vote on a referendum legalizing medical marijuana— and it's happened many times in even regular uh, decriminalizing marijuana. Their representatives in the police department, the people they employ, and I'm using all these, there's a bunch of quotation marks around in, in my statement, they don't care. They want to go ahead and enforce whatever they want to enforce because the drug war brings in money. Yeah. Money means power. The power means bigger budgets. Bureaucracies need to grow. They want bigger budgets and more employees. Yeah, they got to put bodies in those cells and make that numbers game happen. So according to the, again, the guy from Medical Marijuana Advocacy Group, Americans for Safe Access, he says perhaps in the future local government will think twice about expending significant time and resources to defy a law that is overwhelmingly supported by the people of our state. Now, in the case of Felix Ka, he was pulled over by Garden Grove police and cited for possession of marijuana, despite Ka showing the officers proper medical marijuana documentation. The charge against Ka was subsequently dismissed, with the Superior Court of Orange County issuing an order to return his wrongfully seized eight grams of medical marijuana. The police, backed by the city of Garden Grove, eight grams. <laughs> get this. They refused to return Ka's medicine after the court ordered them to, and the city appealed the court's decision. Before the 41-page decision was issued a year ago by California's 4th District Court of Appeal, the California Attorney General filed a friend-of-the-court brief on behalf of Ka's right to possess his medicine. The California Supreme Court then denied review in March. The uh, source of local law enforcement's resistance to upholding state laws and outdated harmful federal policy with regard to medical marijuana, according to the ASA, this should send a message to the federal government that it's time to establish a compassionate policy more consistent with the 13 states that have adopted medical marijuana laws. But, of course, the federal government probably isn't going to do anything of the sort. However, this is uh, a good – not only is this a good case for all the states that already have medical marijuana – uh, but it's in that the law enforcement officers there supposedly right. now will have to stop all doing the, this. All the wimpy, yellow-bellied politicians in the states, oh, I don't know, one of them I can think of is New Hampshire, mm-hmm. that won't go ahead and just legalize uh, or you know legalize medical marijuana for people, sick people, Right. that, well, hey, your laws trump and your law enforcers are in meant to, to, you know, to trump your to enforce your laws and it gives them the some of the backing that they need i don't think for a second that these lily livered yellow bellied <laughs> uh politicians in new hampshire actually 
are scared of the federal government. It's just a convenient excuse. It's an excuse that they won't, you know, they won't tell you their underlying concern. Well, and what is, and really though, what is stopping them from from having this sort of belief that they they can back this law to allow people to have that medicine which doctors prescribe? I mean, it's it's sort of like are they are they stuck in the old sort of uh, status quo mentality? It's it's not like they're actually afraid of the drug. You know, the the, the old good question. They must know reefer, people who've smoked it. The reefer I mean, madness sort of thing is worn off by now, right? And people are 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 sticking to their position because of what? I I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense. And there's you could go you could engage in wild speculation. So we'll give a specific example here. The so-called governor of New Hampshire. Uh, John Lynch is his name, and in the past he has vetoed the medical marijuana provisions that have come across his desk, which means that the medical marijuana has passed both the state house and the state senate right. here in New Hampshire, and it quote just unquote, did, the people right. It just did it again, just within the last few weeks. The st- the senate passed at thirteen to eleven, and now it's going back to the house where it's already passed, and now it's going to it's going to pass again. And in the house, it passes by a supermajority, meaning that uh, you know there's more than the two thirds required for an override. This is a Republican house. That's right. Right. And so, so then you have this dem- Democratic uh, governor, John Lynch, who refuses to sign this. He, on one hand, will act as though he cares about uh, sick people, but on the other hand, refuses to sign this and then uses the federal government as his excuse. But as you know, you guys are pointing out here, what's the real reason? How can that – is he really afraid of the federal government? Is that I don't what think the, so. the real reason is? No, it's about unions. I mean, you know, the police union, you mean the police union and the firefighters union. And these are important unions to have on your side in especially in New England, the Northeast, the Northeast and many, many states and New Hampshire is one of them. Uh, They're important to get elected, especially if you're a Democrat. So it's a little bit of good news, a little bit of ammo you can use against these wimpy politicians. Let them know, hey, look, even the Supreme Court said you guys can have your own marijuana laws and the local cops can't be enforcing the the federal version. 855-450-FREEZE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. More coming up, Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there. You can enjoy them all for free, unlike those other talk show hosts that they want to get five, six, seven, eight bucks a month out of you. Uh, we aren't asking for anything up front. You can just go ahead and take all the archives that you want and interact on the BBS and the chat room, watch the webcam. You can do all that stuff for free. And if you want to, you can support the show. We'll tell you more about how you can do that here in a little bit. One of those ways is actually through the uh, Bitcoin tip jar. You can drop some uh, Bitcoins in there over at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. But before you do that, you probably should learn about the Bitcoin. If you don't know uh, yet what it is, it's an amazing new technology that is completely distributed, meaning there's no central corporation that's issuing these. It's not a company. It's not a government. It's it's an open source project. And you can go to weusecoins.org to learn more about it. You can send and receive money anywhere in the world in moments. 
and you don't need anyone's permission to do so. There's no fees no or fee, anything. Right. I mean, it's just great. Uh, so you can go to weusecoins.org to learn more. And then thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have your Bitcoins in less than an hour simply by depositing cash at any major bank. Head over to bitinstant.com to get your Bitcoins with cash. And once again, learn more about the Bitcoin at weusecoins.org. So we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind. We start out with a little bit of good news about how the U.S. Supreme Court has backed up a lower court's decision that local cops in states where there's medical marijuana laws, they cannot enforce federal laws that are contrary to their state, to their state laws. So if medical marijuana is legal in your state, then the, the local boys can't go around arresting people for it and saying, well, we're going to charge you under the federal government. I wonder about... People who like I know, for instance, Vermont uh, doesn't, as, as I understand. Uh, let's let's say that uh, I'm right about Vermont's uh, gun laws. It's not like I've uh, poured over these things or anything like that. But there are no laws against, say, felons possessing possessing a firearm in the state of Vermont. Does that mean that local police can't arrest a felon for being in possession of a firearm in the state of Vermont, and that they would have to just tell the you know the feds or something, and then the feds would or would not do something about it. I think I think it wouldn't just from their uh, words on paper standpoint because there's no law, there's no state law allowing or prescribing that ability to felons. I'd hope so, but so, you know. But, By the way, something I noticed when I was looking at the uh, article about the marijuana law decision from the Supreme Court is it wasn't dated. Looks like it's actually fairly old. This piece. Uh, but people hadn't heard about it. Uh, at least it was being passed around Facebook like crazy today. Interesting. Uh, so apparently this case is from 2008. Sometimes really? that'll happen on Facebook. Um, yeah. You know, that just some something will get seen and somebody will pass it around. Somebody's interested and it just does. Either way, I think it should be put in front of the uh, the faces of those politicians that are using the federal government's laws as an excuse to not set their own people free from the oppression. Thanks to uh, SciFace for digging that one up. 855-450-FREEZE, the toll-free number, to change gears into something that's, well, not so happy. This is news out of uh, – where, where is this happening, uh, JJ? This, you know? this, this ha- oh, the actual story – um, New York, okay. White, White Plains, New York, and it's being reported on over in the UK. Yes, it, of course. Whenever there's anything that threatens uh, the legitimacy of America's, I guess, uh, facade or illusion of actually helping people, it's usually reported on overseas. So mm-hmm. this comes to us from the Guardian UK, and it's a story is from today. Echoes of Trayvon Martin and police killing of Kenneth Chamberlain Senior. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. So that's why it's not being unreported here, because, well, Trayvon Martin was shot by somebody who wasn't a cop. Right. And if a cop kills somebody, then, well, that's just not important news at all. In this no, country, no. Because Con- cops can do no wrong. No, of course not. They're, they're perfect. Right. Flawless. And the local press would never want to, you know, critique the police because I mean, they don't want to lose their press press access to the it's cops interesting no. that you can't find you know i i didn't see a story in the united states about this you had two of them both foreign entities right yeah, that's right both of them from the uk so uh story starts out starts out with a quote my name is kenneth chamberlain this is my sworn testimony white plains police are going to come in here and kill me unquote and that's just what they did in the early hours of saturday oh, 19th november 2011, U.S. Marine veteran Kenneth Chamberlain Sr. accidentally hit his life aid medical alert pendant. Presumably while sleeping, the 68-year-old retired corrections officer had a heart condition. So he used to work for the police. Really? 
So former f- Marine f- former and former corrections officer. That's right. But it wasn't in need of help that dawn. Within two hours, the White Plains New York Police Department had broken down his apartment door and shot him dead. Well, Cha- that's, uh, I guess, going to stop his medical condition from, yeah. from happening. Well, yeah, he didn't need didn't any actually attention, have, but, but yeah, they, they gave him some. Wow. Chamberlain Sr. was African-American. As with Trayvon Martin, the black teenager recently killed in Florida, there are recordings of the events which include a racial slur directed at the victim. The opening quote above was related to us by Kenneth Chamberlain Jr. when he appeared on Democracy Now! NewsHour talking about the police killing of his father. Chamberlain Jr. was holding on the life aid pendant that his father wore around his neck in case of a medical emergency. Perhaps unbeknown to the White Plains police who had arrived at Chamberlain Sr.'s door that morning, the life aid system. Seems likely. The life aid system includes a box in the home that, when activated, transmits audio to the life aid company <laughs> where it is recorded. Uh, the cops had no idea about that, huh? No. Chamberlain Jr. and his lawyers heard the recording in a meeting at the office. I wonder why the cops haven't gone and arrested Life, Life Aid. Right. Don't give any ideas, Mark. Well, probably because Life Aid has uh, lawyers. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, they they know that they're you know not going to have as easy of a time going after someone from Life Aid with felony charges uh, as they. And of course, they'd also have to identify the you know the. The culprit, right? I mean, if it's just well, a box that... If you look at the rampant uh, wiretapping charges that are, are coming out of all over the place, you know, Pete and Adamo have experienced that mm-hmm. in, in certain cases here in New Hampshire. It seems like once the police find out there's a, a recording made, they uh, seize upon an opportunity to levy those charges. It does, but they're always going after individuals. Yeah, they're going right, after yeah. individuals, not organizations. Exactly. I mean, the organizations wouldn't put up with that. You um, can't come after an organization at 3 in the morning with a, with a battering ram. Well, plus, who's responsible in that case? I mean, just let's say that uh, this guy wasn't dead, because obviously they can't hold him responsible for recording the police. Otherwise, they probably would try this. But who really would be responsible? You've got a box in your house that begins recording when a button is pressed, this medical alert button is pressed. And it's not you who's doing the recording necessarily, but it is you who pressed the button. But in this case, he didn't press the button on purpose, so he wasn't purposefully recording them. Uh, I think it's who, definitely too shady for them yeah. to actually try to prosecute. Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't stop them from prosecuting no. an individual, but to prosecute a company that has a team Ex- of lawyers on staff, yes. they're not going to mess with it. Because normally they know that most people are just going to take the plea deal. If they hit you with felony wiretapping charges and they, you know, offer you a, a violation level offense instead and uh, some community service, they get the, you know, they get the uh, conviction without ever ha- actually having to do any kind of work. Whereas if the attorneys are going to step up and defend the company or whatever, then it's going to cost the city or the police department quite a bit in, in attorneys' fees, probably. The, the, the taxpayer, that. and it's just not worth the work. Yeah. I mean, the prosecutor who has to do the work has to ask himself whether or not he's willing to pursue that. There's that as well. We're going to continue more about this uh, this case here. So you've got a situation where a medical alert was uh, was sent accidentally. Yes. The medical alert company, I guess, has the policy of calling the police, which is too bad, yep. uh, because the police ended up murdering this man. That's right. We'll find out uh, more about that here in a moment at 855-453-FREE. Former Marine, I, I wonder if uh, that's what he thought he was fighting for. 855-453-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves here. Share your thoughts. Bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. 
When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We will share the fe- uh, features on the site with you for free, and those features include the webcam. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact. The chat room is built in to the same page as the cam. It's all free over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. If you want to get some precious metals, whether it's gold or silver, the place to do it is gold.freetalklive.com. Not only do we have some of the best rates on the Internet, uh, we've teamed up with Midas Resources to be able to deliver them to, to you fast and uh, so that you can have them in your hand. And I think that's really important right now to uh, folks not to have, well, precious metals on paper where, you know, Big banks can just lie to you about what they have in, in stock. So you can go to gold.freetalklive.com, and when you buy gold from gold.freetalklive.com, you help Free Talk Live. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so we'll continue here and uh, take your calls about whatever's on your mind if you make them at 855-450-FREE. We're telling you yet another story of somebody who called the police. In this case, it was an accident. Uh, he hit one of his uh, he hit his medical alert while sleeping, apparently, and the medical alert company called the police. The police ended up coming over and murdering him. We'll explain the details to that here in a moment. But this is not an unusual story. There have been so many uh, so many stories that we've told on the air just on this show about people who've innocently called the police looking for assistance. Uh, in some cases, it's with like a family emergency or what they consider to be some sort of out of control situation with like a child in the family. They've called the police in to try to help them with that. The police end up kidnapping their child, taking them to some sort of camp where they end up getting murdered at the camp. Uh, as we saw in a story out of uh, Florida when a grandmother called the police on her grandson for taking her car for a joyride. Uh, and then there's other instances where there have been other family uh, situations where the police have come. And there was one, the one lady who called. It was some sort of an ID mix-up. And the cops arrested her and then strip-searched her. Uh, a bunch of male cops strip-searched her at the jail. And there's just no pleasant. shortage. There's no shortage of humiliating, violent, dangerous, or even in some cases deadly experiences that happen from people who innocently call the police looking for help. Yep. And it's gotten to the point where... I recommend not calling the police at all. If you can absolutely avoid calling the police, if you can if you can remedy a situation on your own without involving them, there seems to be absolutely no reason to call these people. They just con- consider you a suspect. They want to put someone in a cage whenever they show up. Or if you get really unlucky, you end up with some psycho cops who uh, feel like getting a, a kill under their belt. Right. They're just really bored that day. They hadn't uh, beaten anyone up that day, and they were just hungry for some, some work. Because that's work for them. In this case, they were called to the home of a former Marine, former corrections officer. That's right. So someone who used to work in that whole line of uh, the system, if you will. That it's line a law of work. former law enforcement officer. Exactly. Right. So uh, the story, story goes on here. Uh, Chamberlain Jr. and his lawyers heard the recording in a meeting at the office of Westchester County District Attorney Janet DeFore. Chamberlain Jr. repeated what he had heard his father say on the tape. Quote, he says... I'm a 68-year-old man with a heart condition. Why are you doing this to me? You also hear him pleading with the officers again, over and over. At one point, that's when the expletive is used by one of the police officers, unquote. One of Chamberlain Jr.'s lawyers, Mayo Bartlett, told me about the racial slur. 
Bartlett is a former Westchester County prosecutor, so he knows the ropes. He was explicit in recounting what he heard that on the recording. Quote, Kenneth Chamberlain Sr. said to the police, I'm a sick old man. One of the police officers replied, we don't give an F and, and the recording. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a sick old man. We don't give an F in. That's right. Yep. Nice. Professionals. These are America's finest. Yep. So you're sick old and, and it goes on. It's, it's, wait a minute. Wait a minute. JJ, yep. these are just a few bad apples. Most police officers are very respectful. They would never behave in this way. These are just a few bad apples. Well, they if, just happen to if, get if caught. That, if that no, see if that were the case, they would be ostracized by their own good apples that they're surrounded by. Well, clearly these men were fired for their behavior. I mean, they were obviously uh, strung up. I can tell you, if you're in broadcasting and you drop the n bomb, you're going to be fired. Right, you sure will. I'm actually I'm being uh, yeah, sarcastic. He, he I don't is. think they were fired at all. We'll, well find I, out. I don't know. I haven't read that yeah, far. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, the recording also includes a taunt from the police, as related by Bartlett. "Quote: Open the door, Kenny. You're a grown a man." Uh, it, it was when Chamberlain Jr. related how the police mocked his military. You're a grown service. a man. Is there supposed yeah. to be a curse word grown in there? Yeah. Man. Yeah. I, I, oh, gotcha. Uh, grown ass. You said gotcha. yes. Exactly. Uh, okay, but anyway. <laughs> Um, related how the police mocked his father's military service that he broke down. He, quote, he said, Semper Fi. So, so wait, they, he let him in? No, no, no. That's when, uh, I'll, re- I'll okay, reread the, the sentence here. It was when Chamberlain Jr. related how the police mocked his father's military service that he broke down, that Chamberlain Jr. The son broke down, gotcha. Cry. He said, uh, quote, he said, Semper Fi. So they said, oh, you're a Marine. Hoorah, hoorah. And this is somebody that served this country. Why would you even say that to him, unquote? Chamberlain Jr. wept as, his, as he held his father's Marine uh, Ring and Veterans Administration card. Because so, they don't care. That's right, they don't. They don't care. They don't give an F. No. Nope. N. That's exactly. Yep. You know, I mean, like, they said it all right there. That's right. Now, tell me why a guy pushing his, why his heart warning bracelet thing ends up in him getting shot. I... We're going to get there. Okay. The Life Aid operator that November morning heard the exchange live and called the White Plains police in a desperate attempt to cancel the call for emergency medical aid. Chamberlain Sr.'s Because niece, you send cops with tasers and guns to help somebody who's having a heart right, attack. Right, right. I can just imagine him now. Oh, no, that's not the help he needed. No, this is no, this is wrong. He's got a heart problem. You know, because she could see his medical uh, situation there, the Life Aid, uh, the life, uh, yeah, life aid operator. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so basically, uh, Chamberlain Sr.'s niece, who lives in the building, ran down trying to intervene. Chamberlain Sr.'s sister was on her mobile offering to talk to her brother. The police denied any attempt at help. Woman was heard on the recording saying, quote, we don't need any mediator, unquote. The heavily armed police used a special device to take Chamberlain's door completely off the hinges and, as chillingly captured in the taser-mounted camera, burst in the apartment. Bartlett recounted seeing Chamberlain Sr. shirtless in the video, hands at his side, without the knife or hatchet that police claim he wielded, mm, standing oh in his boxer shorts. Quote, the minute they got in the house, they didn't even give him one command. They never mentioned, put your hands up. They never told him to lay down on the bed. They never did any of that. The first thing they did, as soon as the door was finally broken off the hinges, you could see the taser light up. It was charged, and you could see it going directly toward him. Unquote. Wow. The last thing Bartlett hears on the taser tape is shut it off, meaning turn off the video recording, which the police did. Within minutes, they would shoot Chamberlain Sr. twice. Four months later, no one has been charged with the killing. 
Democracy Now! co-host Juan God. Gonzalez revealed the name of the shooter through the, his reporting in the New York Daily News as White Plains police officer Anthony Carelli. Months later, no one has been charged. That's right. And it took them a few weeks to charge uh, the guy down in South Florida, Zimmerman. Well, Carelli is, is to be tried in the coming months for alleged pre- police brutality against two brothers, the sons of Jordanian immigrants who say Carelli beat one of them. The Ger- same guy who shot. Yeah, this is a different incident which he's yep. being charged. Uh, Jarius Hadir, who, while handcuffed, and called him, quote, a raghead. Oh, God. Just a winner all around. Yeah. yeah. Nice guy. Martin was killed on 26 February. So this, uh, let's see, who's who's Martin? Because now there are so many killings, hard to keep track of it all. I, yeah, I can't keep track of who this Martin character is now that the story talks about. Because they mentioned Juan... And then uh, Anthony Carelli, and then two are Jordanian immigrants. So I don't, well, I'm just going to read it and hopefully it makes sense. Martin was killed on 26 February. A Florida grand jury is expected to begin the investigation. That's Trayvon Martin. Oh, Trayvon. Okay, great. Because they first started talking about Trayvon in the beginning, the very, very beginning of the story. They mentioned Trayvon Martin. But yeah, it it was wild to wrap around to that. Yeah, they should have used his first name. The next day, April uh, April 11th, a uh, New York grand jury is scheduled to begin hearing evidence in the case of Chamberlain Sr. He was killed last November. In both cases, an African-American male was gunned down. In both cases, the shooter is known to the police. In Chamberlain's case, it is the police. Yep. And no one has been arrested. Yeah. And what what was it that we talked about the first night uh, when we discussed the Trayvon Martin story? My, my position on that was... Look at all the attention Trayvon Martin's case is getting. And no doubt, it's an outrageous case and you know deserves to be looked into. But no one ever looks into the police cases like this. And yeah. There's no shortage of the police killing uh, you know, innocent black people and others, other uh, you know, poor whites and uh, Hispanics as well. 855-450-FREE. They just get away with it and get rewarded. More- In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Like the show? And you want to help support Free Talk Live? You can do that by shopping with us at shop.freetalklive.com. Different links are there for different countries' Amazons. There are U.S., U.K., and Canada links. Click into the right one for you. Order the stuff you're looking for and get it a great deal, just like you're used to with Amazon. You're just entering through our affiliate links, so Free Talk Live will get a a portion of your purchase price. Start your shopping over at shop.freetalklive.com. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. So just to recap, there's uh, news that's originating from the United Kingdom, but it's about something that's going on here in the States. That's right. Uh, And it hasn't been getting near the coverage the Trayvon Martin situation has. But by all accounts, it's Far worse. Yes. Now, now, as we said, we've discussed the Trayvon Martin situation, and that's a, a real questionable situation. Who was right? Who was wrong? Who did what? There's a lot of question marks, and it's interesting. It's intriguing. People you know, deserve to know about that story. 
But at least in the Trayvon Martin case, there's some question marks about like, well, who was Trayvon Martin? You know, what did, what was his attitude on that day? And who's this Zimmerman character? And, you know, there's still some question marks out there, even though I guess Zimmerman was charged with second degree murder uh, today in Florida. As I understand it, seventeen to twenty-two, seventeen years to, to 22, twenty-two years. years. Gotcha. Do you think it's months for secondary murder? I just wanted to make sure Decades. I was clear on what what you were saying. There. Yes, uh, that's the cell. And so, you know, in that case, there are all these question marks. In this case, we know we're talking about a former marine, right? An elderly gentleman, uh-huh. sixty-eight years old, was he or sixty-five? Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. Retired corrections officer. Right. Retired law enforcement. I mean, in this his is house. Not, Right, in his own home. At night. With a medical condition. With a medical alert. The whole reason they were called there is for medical reasons. Right. So why would they act... Like this, if if why wouldn't why, where's the EMT in this situation? Where's the the? Uh, I never understood what the police are going to do with a medical case. I mean, I don't want the cops responding uh, for a medical emergency. Why do the cops respond for a medical emergency? Some buttons pushed. Bullets don't help with uh, no. you know. Med- right. I mean, what <laughs> a taser? What, what in the world are they there for? That doesn't happen in the town that I live in. I mean, they make a, a medical emergency call and the cops and, don't and come. And think about it this way too. Who? Who's the last person you want around when it's a medical emergency, when people are going nuts because someone they know has been injured or harmed or, or there's, they're just emotionally distraught, there's a traumatic situation? You want the guy who's all jacked up on his uh, adrenaline rush, yeah, he's got no. his gun and his taser ready to go and just wants to shoot someone. I want somebody who's well, you know got training. Most people don't on... think of it that way. I mean, oh. most people don't think of uh, the pol- police officers as that. I'd, well, the fact is, the police officers, at least a lot of them, have a problem with em- with uh, kind of taking a scene and cranking it up. Uh, they they don't have the ability right. to de-escalate. Some no. of them do. I'm not saying all officers are like this, but a number of them are just loose cannons, and they they just are very interested in escalating a situation so it can get to violence, so they can have an excuse to hurt somebody. There are some real sadistic people in these police departments. So yeah, I would want somebody to respond to a situation who's trained in helping human beings, you know, deal with their grief well, or deal with a, a, a ter- traumatic situation. Here's another side of it, though. When you think about it, who who are the individuals in our society who are most deprived of sort of an empathy mode? That would be the people who perpetrate violence on a daily basis. Or people that have to, I mean, you, you have would to think. Isolate a, themselves. A, a police officer has to, I mean, what, what the excuse will be given so often for police officers and their violent behavior is these people deal with criminals all day long. Why would you want a person who deals with criminals all day long to be at your scene? Exactly. I mean, I... It, none of this really makes any sense. I suppose that there's one case out of you know X number where a police officer is valuable on the scene of a medical emergency, but I wouldn't think that that circumstance is uh, you know when somebody pushes a medical alert button. Right. Exactly. Unless want, they can get there sooner and and start you know doing CPR. Or yeah. Something. You want someone who's compassionate, someone who is trained in, in dealing with people who are un, under a traumatic situation, who are maybe not behaving as they normally would because their body is not functioning properly. Right. You not you don't want the person who's just you know who's just the the violent and visceral reactions that I, police usually use that and i certainly don't want somebody to roll up on a scene and start calling me racial slurs exactly that too <laughs> so well, you know the- here's what's weird about this though is this guy gives the recording before the cops come that you know my name is what's his name uh chamber uh, kenneth chamberlain my name is kenneth chamberlain and tonight the police are going to kill me yeah isn't that a little weird 
Maybe he's had interactions with them before. Like one of two things, it seems like is the case. Either a he has history with these people and he believes his life's in danger because he was a law enforcement officer and they've got grudges or whatever, um, or b he's going to do something that's going to make them kill him. Well, it doesn't sound like he did anything to make well, them it, kill it, him. Who yeah, knows? I mean, it sounded like he, he he told him he was fine. He didn't need any help. It was a mistake to push his thing. And then he proceeded to not let them into his home because that's probably the safest thing you can do is to not right. interact with these violent individuals sometimes. And clearly, they wouldn't have that. They had this new device in which they took his door clean off the hinges. Scary. Got to use that thing. Yep. Got to, Yep. Hey, guys, you know, let's break out that new door jacker we yep. got. <laughs> There's uh, well, they, they were. I was watching on Future Weapons, which is on the military channel, and they've got these uh, these shotgun rounds, which are specifically made for this. Bam! You shoot it into the because I mean, you know, a regular old bullet round into a uh, a, a doorknob isn't going to do it, but these things just take the whole lockout. I bet. So the other factor, just comparing this to Trayvon Martin case. Sure. Uh, you've got you know those question marks. Another question mark that existed in the Trayvon Martin case was: Is George Zimmerman a racist? And some people say yes, he's a racist. Some people say no, he's not a racist. It's beginning to look less and less like he was. The racial slur that was supposed to be on the tape wasn't wasn't on the tape. And either way, there's there were these question marks around that. In this case, you've got clear, indisputable yes. evidence that these cops, or at least one of them, was absolutely a racist. Yes, or or at least had no problem expressing racist uh, verbiage. And and then of course, right, the you, you call that goes somebody a towel head on yeah. one day, and then call somebody else uh, an N word on yeah. the uh, the next day. Right, and you know, and they're dead, and they're yes, both dead. Right. I mean, yeah, like right. this, it does the the little breadcrumb is leading towards racistville, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So you've got all the, 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 the hallmarks of what was supposed to be outrageous about the Trayvon Martin case. You've got him in spades with this case. But it's just a cop. So, you know, media is not going to really uh, pay close attention. It probably got some local reporting in uh, the local press, right. maybe. But probably, probably, not not. The, probably not the most they probably, uh, what stern. They, did, they printed the police log like, yeah. like this local press does here in Keene. And they didn't research it. They whatever the police said. Uh, uh, wh- he was wielding a hatchet. Right. Uh, ended up struggling with police. Was shot twice. Killed. You Crazy know, old man wielding a hatchet. Exactly. To, uh, attacked by police. Exactly. Or police defend themselves against crazy old man wielding hatchet. Right. You That'd know. be the headline there. Uh, and services will be held at uh, you know the the Black People's Baptist Church well, and, on and uh, First thi- Street. Yeah, the thing is, is a lot of people might criticize uh, Free Talk Live for coming down against uh, you know against police. Oh, they or, do. We've lost a station over it. Well, here's the deal: if police policed themselves, if police watched over their own sort of brethren behind the thin blue line and and sort of curtailed these sort of just horrible actions. Right. If police arrested some guy who used the term the N-word and towelhead and both of the people that he used it upon ended up dead. Right. I mean, if police investigated thoroughly their own in the same way they investigate you and I. The, the thing that surprised me about the Trayvon Martin situation was that Zimmerman wasn't arrested and then investigated. Yeah. That, and that's what you know raised my hackles on it in the first place. Th- then I find out he's, of course, he's the son of a judge. And I realize, oh, he gets the treatment. And it's the treatment ah, that the cops get. It's the treatment exactly. he got. It's the club in the club treatment. Yeah, it's he, the it's the cool kid treatment. Yep. And and so that once again, this is another uh, you know high school situation, and you aren't in the click. Well, it, it's it's what Free Talk Live is doing by publicizing this information is a symptom of the problem. It's not the problem. And if people are coming after you for doing what this. 
that's the, they should look at the root. The root is there are people misbehaving and not being held accountable. Yeah, but they don't want to look at the root uh, because that would mean they might have to admit that the police aren't this uh, angelic organization of good good guys uh, that they've been believing that they are their whole life. Well, they need to grow up and wake up. That's what needs to happen. Toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, and I completely agree. And, I, you know, I don't apologize for the critique that uh, that we give the police on this show. It's it's well-deserved. And uh, and if they really were holding themselves accountable, then I would praise them. And when they do the right thing, yes. I, try to t- I try to point out that they've done the right thing. A local uh, ch- police chief here in town made the decision to pull the trial of the parking meters earlier. They were going to try to put these parking kiosks in instead of the individual meters. And it was very unpopular. And they actually acknowledged that it was unpopular and yep. they decided to pull it and a month into what was supposed to be a three-month trial i took, went up to him i you know shook his hand and i said thank you you know you did the right thing i appreciate it right and we blogged uh, in some cases over freekeen.com when the cops do the right thing but yet of course you know people love to attack liberty-minded folks because we p- call the cops out on what they do and in this case these cops when they get investigated almost every time they're investigated while they're on paid leave yes and then later on, the so-called investigation comes back, and it almost always, like nine plus times out of ten, comes back and says, well, everything was fine, everything's by the book, no charges. In fact, we're going to give you a medal, son. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2 next. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free number here tonight is 855-453-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. You can bring up anything you want. That's the point of the program. We call it Free Talk Live because you're free to call in, talk about anything at 855-450-FREE. And joining you in the studio, it is Ian. JJ. And Mark. Once again, you can join us over at freetalklive.com where you can get interactive in a variety of different ways. Freetalklive.com allows you to actually create the content of the website itself by submitting different items to it. You submit the item, whatever it is, maybe a YouTube video, a blog post, something fun you find online, whatever. You submit the URL, and then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. So head on over to uh, freetalklive.com and get interactive there. Uh, so last hour, for those of you just tuning in, we were telling you yet another story of the police just getting away with murder. Yep. It's been months now since the cops shot a, uh, an innocent man to death. He happened to be a black man, happened to be a former Marine, happened to be a former law enforcement officer in the corrections department, happened to also, uh, did I mention he was elderly? 68 years old. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, and the cops happened to be racist because one of them said, uh, I don't give an FN when this gentleman said, I'm just an elderly man. Exactly. Something like that. I've done nothing wrong, etc. And uh, so you've got some racist cops getting away with murder while everybody pays attention to the uh, the Trayvon Martin situation because who's going to want to question the police? And when have the the police ever really gotten in trouble for murdering people or uh, or arsoning buildings or the situation in uh, Louisiana when they massacred those people trying to cross that bridge? 
they got in, those cops got in trouble. Yeah, they got sentenced to be life. They got real prison sentences. Was it the bridge situation or the New Orleans uh, cops that beat the guy? I think you're talking about the cops that beat that guy. Okay, I thought it was the bridge situation. I don't believe the bridge cops have ever been held responsible, but I, you know, if I'm wrong on that, please uh, call in. So and recently, me. some cops did get yeah real time. We we almost got to the story on the show, but I don't know if that was the precise instance. If which was the precise instance? If if it was the bridge. That's gotcha. Yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with the bridge because the bridge they were just shooting up in the air, as I understand it. Although there was one incident where a guy did shoot a dude in the back on another a different bridge. Oh, it's all so confusing. It is. There's so many different uh, police just murder stories out there, but for the most part, cops do get away with it. I mean, it's very rare that you can name these stories. In fact, Mark, last night you were trying to think offhand how many that you could think of where the cops actually did get in trouble. You skipped past the one in Louisiana. I actually brought that up to you. The one you went to was Rodney King from the early 1990s. Right. So it's it's pretty rare that this stuff actually happens. But now and then, the police will actually get in, in trouble for what they do. Un- unfortunately, it rarely has anything to do with being violent. So I'll give you an example of the police actually being held accountable for uh, for their actions here. There's a story out of uh, RT, Russia Today, RT.com. After scouring 10 hours of footage recorded from the dash camera of a cop cruiser, authorities in Santa Fe, New Mexico, found what they were looking for. There on tape was Sergeant Mike Eiskind, and to say he was caught red-handed could never be more appropriate. The now former Sergeant Eiskind... Eiskind has resigned from his position with the Santa Fe Police Department and has signed a statement saying he will never, ever serve again as an officer of the law. So you have to give him a sign wow. a piece of paper? Yes. Okay. So what, so what was he doing? Well, when you make national headlines after being caught on film in broad daylight masturbating in your own cop car while on the job, well, the odds of landing another job in law enforcement aren't particularly in your favor anyway. There's cameras? Out of all the things that you can get fired for? Well, actually, hey, he resigned. He got... Wow. So he so, was he was convinced to resign, that's I'm right. sure. Yeah. And and so the killings and whatnot, th- those don't really matter to you. But if no. an officer taints the name of police everywhere by masturbating and getting caught right. masturbating in his car, that's where you draw the line? That's right. Oh, and don't forget the cop who also uh, was fired for mowing his lawn in his, uh, his underwear. Yeah, and there have been ones that fired for sort of getting caught uh, having sex and on in, you know on camera in like the t- the police station things like that. Didn't know the cameras or were having running. sex with the police explorers, for instance. It's often it often has to do with sexual stuff, and yeah. what it shows to me is that they want their officers to be automatons, non-thinking, non-human automatons. I mean, right. well, heaven yeah. forbid you have sex. Well, heaven forbid you think about the, your conscience when you go pulling the trigger on, on, on innocent people. You know, it's like you need an automaton to do that sort of job. To enforce a lot of these victimless crime laws, you need someone who could put aside logic, put aside rationality, common sense, all those things that you're taught to, to hold on to. You need someone to put that all aside and go, these words on paper tell me I need to beat you down. Speaking of beating, uh, so they caught this guy in the uh, the police car, right? But you have to, but you have to know, you have to know, they would have done the same thing had he been caught like accidentally. Let's say he was in some sort of chat room online where they've got the video cameras on both sides, and he's, you know. Hit, playing with it to some other person who's playing with it online or whatever, and somebody hits a, hits a screen capture on him, and uh, and then they put that online, and it comes out that you know officer so and so was caught online masturbating. It would be just as much of a punishment. The fact that he was in the police car is really a non-issue here. If he w- if any cop is outed for doing anything sexual beyond having sex with his wife, 
Uh, and even that, if it was done on video or something, would probably be a big no-no. Anything that comes out... I think out if they were... I don't know. I, th- I think you'd probably get away with that. But go ahead. Anything that comes out on video or it, you know, in any sort of public manner about the police and their sexual behaviors is... It's, it's fair game to fire these guys. That's what we've seen with... I mean, even a guy in his underwear... And we're not even talking about tidy whities We're talking about the boxer briefs. A guy wearing boxer briefs... Out in his front lawn, mowing the lawn. Fired. Wow. I mean, that's not even in any way related to sex. No. And it's not even even related to nudity. <laughs> I mean, it's just well, ludicrous. It's an embarrassment to the force. The, the, the department is embarrassed. Yeah, they don't want people that are, you know, I guess, sexual feeling. I, I, I don't... Sexually liberated? I, I mean... <laughs> you know, I mean, of all the things you fire a cop for, masturbating in his cop car just doesn't seem like one of them to me. I mean, you can... He could sit there and eat a donut and satiate that particular desire. Yeah, He sure. could sit there and scratch an itch and satisfy that particular desire. He could satisfy all kinds of desires, but this particular one... I'm not saying that I think that, uh, that uh, the people of wherever this guy were were best served when he, when he had his pants around his ankles in his cop car, um, or if he even did such a thing. But uh, of all the things, yeah. there's there's way more to this story. You're going to love it here. I'll share it with you in a moment. But let's go to Johnson calling from Indianapolis, listening to WXNT. Johnson, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how are you tonight? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I was just calling. I think it's more symptomatic of our country in general that um, violence isn't looked down upon the same way uh, Puritan sex views, you know, yeah. like watched Law and Order last night. You know, it's nothing to see somebody get shot on TV, but you know, you won't see a booby on NBC. No, you can't see a butt crack, that's for sure. Yeah. Certainly, right. no penises or uh, you know, a bat- vaginas. You can't be showing that stuff. No, I mean, it's not exactly. like everyone doesn't see them in the mirror every single night I mean, before they so go to the bathroom. Absurd. But right. the violence, but the, yeah, you're right. The violence and the police shooting people on TV, that's like an everyday thing. Right. I, and so I guess my point is, it's not that I disagree that uh, they want them to be automatons, too. But I think that that type of thing is more, you know, it's just so scandalous to people. The idea of someone being a sexual creature. Cops yeah. are supposed to shoot people. Cops are supposed to beat people. But they're not supposed to, you know, shoot do off, kinky so things. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I wonder what would the the average person that was caught in a car doing this act, what would they be charged with? Good question. Like because indecent exposure or something. I, like that? I don't know. Lewd, lewd and lascivious you, conduct. I have been caught, um, you know, in some in some level of undress with a with a lady in the car, uh, a young lady by in the mom? car. What's that? By your mom? Or no, by, by a cop. <laughs> 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 and I didn't, uh, you know, at the time. I'll admit this was. 1980 whatever uh, the cop didn't do anything except you know shine a flashlight and get out of here kids you know that kind of thing <laughs> right. um, but you know I, I, w- what's the difference between having sex in a car and masturbating in a car I'd say that it would be the sex would be a higher level of undress and more offensive yeah, I don't disagree. Johnson, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here if you'd like to comment. Uh, and, and maybe there's somebody out there that is listening to this story and saying, yeah, yeah, that's the way life should be. You should be punishing those cops that are masturbating and rewarding the cops that are killing innocent people. I mean, this is the crazy world that uh, that we're living in. And they say free talk lives always going after cops. We're defending this guy. one 855 free 
the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453-THE-SACL-CAI. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us over on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features here, and uh, they are brought to you by various wonderful sponsors, including SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. If you've got a company, you need some help in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI can do it. They can do it quite well. Just was speaking to the uh, one of the principals over there, Jason Osborne. He's a big supporter of Liberty and a big supporter of Free Talk Live. As a matter of fact, he's the one who's heading up to Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner. It's uh, the top at the top of the right-hand side of uh, freetalklive.com. All right, so we're going to continue here, and we'll take your calls about what you want. Still to come, more about the masturbating cop who has been fired, or excuse me, not fired, he has uh, been asked to resign, and he has resigned yes. uh, from his position. We'll tell you more about what actually was going on in the cop car that day. Uh, but uh, first, we go to Brad, listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Hello, Brad. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, uh, you guys said earlier about uh, you weren't sure about what the uh, if the cops who shot the people at the bridge or whatever had been prosecuted. Um, I read an article this week that they had finally... Uh, been convicted like the the sentence was handed down and um i think if most of them if not all of them are going to get jail time and stuff like that so was this the one where the guy got shot in the back on the bridge because there was one incident on a bridge that i recall after katrina where they were just shooting up in the air to try to scare the crowd from not coming across the bridge and there was another one where they shot a guy what which one was this i i think this was the uh, the crowd one um i, yeah, I there's a I'm crowd sure and they like, opened up I, on a crowd yeah, I, I couldn't. I can't remember exactly. It was just one of those things I caught on uh, on my Yahoo News ticker and everything. So I didn't really read the whole article. But um, but yeah, this is uh, this was the crowd one. But yeah, they got in trouble for that for sure. Yeah, there, there were huge sentences passed. Yeah, down. you're right. Okay, Mark, you are correct. Yeah. it's it is the bridge uh, situation. The story is actually fresh as of uh, about a week ago. Five former New Orleans police officers sentenced to prison terms from six to sixty five years in their roles in deadly shootings of unarmed residents on a bridge after Hurricane Katrina. Uh, convicted of firearms charges in the shootings, apparently not murder. Retired uh, sergeant, uh, sergeant was convicted of helping orchestrate the cover-up. And uh, according to the story here, the federal jury convicted the officers in August of 2011 of civil rights violations in the shootings on the Danzinger Bridge. They shot six people, killing two less than a week after the storm's landfall. To make the shootings appear justified, officers conspired to plant a gun, fabricate witnesses, and falsify reports. So huge cover-up on the part of the police here. Thanks for clarifying that, Brad. Anything else you want to share tonight? Yeah, no problem. 
Uh, no, you guys are doing a great job. Just keep it up. Thanks. Appreciate hearing from you, and thank you for the call on the info. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. What I was thinking of was there was a video out of actually in New Orleans, not on a bridge on the outside of it, but uh, cops in New Orleans beating on a uh, black guy in downtown New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. I thought that might have been the situation where the cops were convicted. I was, were they convicted in that case? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not going to be able to count the one where the uh, the BART cop, that's the Bay Area Rapid Transit uh, police officer in San Francisco, essentially what appears to be on video, several phone, several phone videos, pulls out his gun and executes a man who's uh, handcuffed in front of him, um, handcuffed and, and down, his, lying down, just pulls yeah. out his gun and shoots him right in the back. And then proceeds to go and confiscate video cameras from people. And then they confiscate the video cameras. Turns out, he says, oh, I thought it was my taser, which is on the other side mm-hmm. and weighs differently, but it is kind of shaped similarly. And, you know, in that circumstance, I can kind of see how the jury might have a reasonable doubt as to whether as to why the guy shot but i would like to say that those same juries don't have a reasonable doubt when it comes to you when that when yeah. you're prosecuted i don't think they give you a reasonable doubt i can see the reasonable doubt in this circumstance the guy serves like a year or something like that and then he's out but i can't call that uh, justice yeah well i don't think you know the the jury as far as i'm concerned they're they're it's it's like they're so programmed to believe whatever the state says that they yep. pass up the common sense of well the man was handcuffed and in the video yeah. he clearly isn't doing anything he's clearly just sitting there so even if you were going for a taser you were using excessive force because the man wasn't doing anything that they required. gave him like three years and he did like a year or something on months. it you would think that um, that would be kind of a sentence for excessive force I mean they gave him something. I, I, look, I don't want to be put in the position Thank where I'm defending this guy. Thank goodness no, there were video I'm cameras. I'm not saying there. you are, but this. I, I, if it weren't whole... for the video cameras, that Bart cop would have not gotten anything. That's true. Because all the buddy, all his buddies would have covered for him, just like they did in the case. They tried to in the case on the bridge nothing. in Louisiana. Yep. So eight five five four fifty three is the toll free number. Back to the cop in the cop car who was uh, was asked to to resign. He resigned. He signed a piece of paper saying he would never ever work for a police department ever again. And it was all because he was caught masturbating in his patrol car. Iskent, this is the uh, former sergeant, pleaded no contest to a plethora of charges, which included two counts of attempting to commit a felony, one count of stalking, two counts of harassment, larceny, and possession of marijuana. Admitting to guilt to any of those charges would land an officer of the law in hot water. But the real slip-up seems to be stemming from an investigation conducted by a local news network that ended with a tape-recorded evidence of Iskent masturbating in the front seat of his patrol car. Santa Fe's KOB News says they spent over a month requesting and reviewing dash cam videos from Sergeant Iskin's patrol car, which eventually paid off for a team of investigative journalists that got more than they expected. <laughs> KOB describes the footage as containing what sounds like a zipper being manipulated and audible moans by way of the officer. The footage also reveals that Iskin was leering at a photograph of a naked woman on his cell phone and at one point proclaimed, quote, Oh, show me those big, beautiful breasts, baby. Unquote. The news network. Oh, so they don't actually have video? <laughs> uh, yes, they do have video. What okay. do you mean? Well, I mean, they, 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 they're they talking about an audible zipper. and then Yes, you may not be able about. to see. It's not made clear whether you can see his penis in his uh, in his being manipulated here. Uh, but <laughs> Look, uh, it's all the, there's only masturbation when you've got to be when you've got video of a manipulated penis. Sorry. The news well, network revealed details of their investigation, which sadly happened one day after Iceken offered a note. 
contest plea for the 10 charges not related to the masturbating mishap. The Santa Fe New Mexican reports that seven of those charges occurred in 2011 and the crimes of harassment, stalking, and attempt to commit false imprisonment all involved female victims. When KOB News caught up with a fellow cop that had worked with the officer, she explained they had a reputation for being a creeper. Former officer Shannon Brady says she tried to file a harassment complaint against Iskind a year earlier. She tells the network that they had plenty of opportunities over the course of many years to do something about it, and they refused. So here you have... I re- retract everything. I don't support it. Fire this guy. Yeah, this guy's a bad man. Um, had it just been that he was masturbating in the car, then who cares, right? But Because I'd rather have a cop masturbating on, alongside of the road than shooting people with a speed gun or, you know... Or a regular people. gun. Or, hara- or a regular gun or, or harassing Trekkies for coming back from a Star know, Trek convention right? or, or whatever. Just please, go ahead and play with yourself. It's a much more productive uh, use of your time. But interesting here that uh, as we learn more about this officer, the more corrupt he, he becomes, where a former officer attempted to file a harassment complaint, and she says they didn't do anything about it. So once again, he's being protected by the upper echelon of the police department who clearly are, you know, not so friendly toward the the female officers in this case. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever it is that's on your mind. If you'd like to talk about the discrepancy in police's behavior as far as how they are not getting fired for killing people but getting fired for masturbating, 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us over at freetalklive.com where there are a number of features that await you. You can enjoy a variety of different things you'll find on our website, including the bulletin board system where you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. bbs.freetalklive.com will take you there. Uh, that's, again, bbs.freetalklive.com. If you're looking for outdoor gear, whether it's camping, hunting, shooting gear, or survival gear, for that matter, you've got an outdoor enthusiast in your life, uh, you know whatever it is that has to do with purchasing outdoor gear, you need to check ManVentureOutpost.com first. They've got some of the best rates on name brand outdoor stuff that you're going to be able to find. Uh, just go check them out. Knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, whatever it is, they've got it. Family-owned, members in good standing, the Better Business Bureau, and you can get 5% off additionally with coupon code FTL. It's manventureoutpost.com, coupon code FTL. All right, so we'll uh, we'll talk more about some nudity-related things. We already had the cop that was uh, masturbating in his car who's now uh, quit his job. Actually, I don't recall hearing anything about him being charged for that, by the way. I don't I didn't, don't, don't recall anything in that article about him being That's charged the deal. with that. He yeah. Quit. So plead, he, you plead no contest and, uh, you know, get off scot-free. Right, so he can avoid the sex offender his one, status. His one get-out-of-jail-free card cost right. him his career. Yeah. So, but but he could be a, he doesn't have to be a sex offender like the rest of us would be if we were caught masturbating in a uh, you know semi public place. Yeah, I wonder. 
Hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, more about uh, nudity-related things here, uh, because there's a woman who stripped down in the Denver International Airport, and uh, she stripped all the way down. We'll explain uh, what happened to her here in a moment. 855-450-FREEZE, a number first. Your phone calls. Kevin is in Indy. You're on Free Talk Live listening to WXNT. Hey, Kevin. I know how much you guys hate welfare, corporate and individual. This one takes the cake. All right. Uh, the Pentagon just released that many of their parts in their weaponry systems are coming from Taiwan, and they are fake. fake. Billions and billions of dollars, and they're fake. Wow. Meaning they don't work? They do not work. They were not intended to work. Uh, some of them actually came from mainland China because then they – now, that's totally against any type of – you know, classified or any kind of uh, treaty that we have. You know, we're buying our weapons from our supposed enemies, our communist enemies, but they were, and then the individual (laughs) from the communist country said, well, what do you expect? I mean, you know, we're out to make money. That's the capitalist system. You know, it's not our problem that you you bought fake parts from us that are going into intricate technical weapons, and they're they're absolutely not going to work in the field. (laughs) And how much did they spend on these? Billions and billions and billions. So of they spent all this money and got all these parts in, and then at some point, somebody figured out down the line, oh crap, these things aren't real. Somebody blew the whistle, and for, so whoever is doing the quality control, obviously they're not doing their job. And then on top of wow. that, in January, there's going to be automatic cutbacks in the, the military that they're trying to work that out now, and it's just going to be a total foobar if you, if you catch my drift. Yeah, well, I've uh, working with uh, companies through manufacturing. I've I've seen parts come in from China that were you know paid for and expected. We you the customer expects this and they didn't get it. And there was often a lot of rework and a lot of issues. And the companies, uh, two of the companies that I used to work for, stopped importing from China simply because reworking the parts and making them work uh, as they were intended cost far more than just buying them locally. So part I mean, of it, it's, part it's of it our is, fault. yeah, part of it is incompetence too, though. That uh, in fact, the machines that I was building, China actually tried to duplicate, but because they were so technical and so uh, very accurate, they couldn't duplicate the machines. They couldn't replicate the technology. They just didn't have that sort of qualified or skilled uh, craftspeople to build the parts needed to make it that accurate. You know, I think that uh, normally I would be uh, opposed to this. This would normally be fraud. But then again, if you're going to defraud the government, I don't really care. But it's another, (laughs) by the sounds of it, it's another government and being involved in the defrauding of the government. Uh, was it was it a government selling them these parts or just an arms manufacturer? Oh, of course. Of course. Yes. It's it's basically. But here's the thing that when the communist government were asked, well, what do you you know? Is what do you call what you're doing? Is it capitalism? Well, what is it called? I said, well, we're going to use whatever system works, and then we're just going to call it socialism. So they're going to do whatever it takes to make a buck now, and they're going to beat our brains without with it. And that's what they're doing. But no, we can't even defend ourselves. You know, we can't even make uniforms for our our, our uh, soldiers. Well, I don't consider so them all... my soldiers, and I don't think they would defend me. Okay. I think that uh, I think the military, the U.S. military, is defending the government. Uh, the U.S. military is going to defend their own bases. They're going to defend the White House. They're going to defend uh, the Congress. They're going to defend those people. But if uh, if they decide that in order to defend themselves, they need to roll a tank through my house, they're going to do that. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, the, the the point is still valid that the United States government has made this such an unhospitable work environment that manufacturing has been driven uh, all throughout the world, and that 
to some extent, cripples the country. Well, I think that uh, Americans can defend themselves on their own without uh, turning to the military. And I think people that are under this, uh, I I think this mythical belief that the military is out there to protect them, they're going to, I hope they don't find out the hard way that they're wrong about that someday because I'll give, I'll give you that point. But here's the thing. The one percenters are the ones behind a lot of this ones with all the monies. They're the ones that have moved the factories overseas. And they're really the ones that are behind owning all the real estate, all the companies, et cetera. And that's the, that's the crazy part. Well, they're and certainly going to protect the one percenters. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll protect the one percent. They'll protect the, the government guys, and that's about as far as it'll go because they don't really have the resources nor the uh, the motivation to protect anybody else. I I totally agree with you on that end. Kevin, so. thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you and your thoughts. Eight five five four fifty free. I mean, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I know that all the movies show the military is. You know, most of the popular Hollywood movies show the military coming to your aid, and that's what they're here for. We're here to protect you. And, of course, the presidents, uh, Bush and Obama and the guys before them, have said many a time, you know, publicly, make statements like, it's my job as president to keep the American people safe. But that's actually a lie because uh, there's no obligation whatsoever for the government to protect you in any way, shape, or form. And so it's just not true that it's their it's their obligation to do that stuff. Well, at if, all. They, if they really wanted to protect the individuals within the United States, they should stop creating enemies overseas. That'd be a good first step. Yeah, that, you know that would definitely help protect people. I think. But even if they were to do that, and down the line someone were to attack. Don't think for a moment that they wouldn't sacrifice you, your family, and your property if they thought that it had some sort of benefit strategic for them. Be- uh, benefit to them. I mean, you know, they their military is to protect them. If you happen to be protected because I mean, it's like the king's castle. Yeah, they've got walls there, and if you run inside the walls when the uh, the Huns are attacking, yeah, you'll be protected because the walls are protecting the king. However, if they think that the Huns yell, "Throw Joe out!" The king's men are going to grab you and throw you out of the wall. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what they'll do. So, uh, you know, the the waving of the flag and, and that sort of thing is essentially like voting for your favorite sports team. It's a bunch of millionaires that don't care about you. That's what the United States government is. It's a bunch of millionaires that don't care about you. Toll-free number again, 855-450-FREE. Bruce is on the line in South Carolina. Bruce, you're on Free Talk Live in Columbia. Hello there. Hey, how's it going? I was uh, watching The Daily Show, and they was having a segment where uh, in Oklahoma they passed a bill oh, called yeah. the Person Law. You heard about it, right? Please tell me about this, because it's hilarious. I just just saw this video today. Oh, okay, yeah, exactly. Where they, uh, they were talking about how they passed the legislation stating how uh, a life begins to contraception. Okay, so now they want to go ahead. Somebody else proposes a bill saying, well, you know what, let's not just stop there. Let's go with the main source. There should not be a drop of semen that leaves a man unless someone gets punished for it. It's basically what the new legi- what another legislation that they want to try to push through. The legislation was uh, that if a man semen is deposited anywhere besides the uh, a, a woman's, a woman's vagina, vagina, that it would be a criminal act. Basically, yes. So I'm like, really? It turns out that I think she only did it as a countersense saying, hey, you put rules on our body, let's put some rules on your body. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. It's kind of interesting. It made for an amazing video that uh, The Daily Show put up. I actually considered playing it on the air. And, uh, Bruce, thanks for the heads up here. Maybe we'll do that. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves here. This is Free Talk Live, 855-453.
This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you may take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there. It's all free. Unlike those other talk show hosts, we do it free at freetalklive.com. Also, JJ uh, offers some of his products uh, for free as well, including uh, Free Keen TV, which is a television program that you are the producer of and occasional anchor uh, as well. That's right. Uh, that you produce here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. And it does, you know, it does tend to focus on the activism scene and uh, local news we do, uh, as well. Yeah, we do also try to talk about the uh, philosophy of liberty and, and breaking that down and various – like this, this most recent show talked about capital, capitalism, and private property, so – there's a lot of knowledge there as well as activism. And uh, it's been going on for over half a year, I believe, at this point. Uh, the, there's, the episode episodes. count is up to 38. Wow. Yep. And, uh, but the actual project has been uh, a year now. Right, because there was a bit of planning in a advance lot of planning, for the first a lot of practice. episode. And yep. so that's great. So you're celebrating your first year of, uh, of doing Freekeen TV-related things. And, that's right. And you posted something recently over at Freekeen.com, which was kind of a, a thank you to a lot of the people that have been assisting, because it's, it's a huge project to put a television show on. And for us, we get to you know roll in here, flip the microphones on, and don't have to worry about positioning lights or right. do any of the you know camera positioning or any of the stuff that... All the work that goes into television. It's a lot of work that That's goes right. into doing a TV show. And, and, you know, you guys do just a half an hour a week, but it's a lot of work that, and prep and, and writing and everything that goes into that. Uh, so you not only were you appreciating all the people that have helped out and the, that are continuing to help with the project, but also you were kind of putting a vision forth of some of the things that, that could happen uh, right. with the right, say, funding for Freaking TV. Yeah, right now the Freaking TV project is pretty much going along at the – the minimum to keep things going and and still not, I guess, lose too much of my vision. But with uh, you know, I've, I'm so busy with so many projects, and uh, it's just difficult to get some people to do investigative journalism. So things like that, I, I'm incentivizing it by planning on offering to, to help pay people to do this sort of real detail oriented journalism that will uh, yield some really good stories. I'm I'm sure. So, and then I'm also trying to thank the crew for all their hard work and volunteering. So part of that is, is buying them a meal if they come and show up and help out. So lately there's been low numbers and that's why I've been anchoring, in fact, mm-hmm. is because the turnout isn't so great. So hopefully this will inspire people to show up and continue to put the show on. And, and as the show gets better, maybe that will inspire them to keep doing what they're doing. It, it's it's certainly, tough to do things with volunteers. It's it is. really it difficult. Takes, uh, to wrangle volunteers and you know get them and get them excited and, and keep them excited about something that's yep. uh, that's going on, and you know you'd hope that just the the project on its own because you're certainly not making money off of this. Oh, it's there's, an activist yeah, there's no thing. money. Uh, so you know hopefully the project on its own would be enough, and uh, for the most part it has been. But as you're saying, you know people have other things that pull at them, and if they're sure. not, you know if they're benefiting more from the other thing that's pulling at them on a Monday night, they're going to go and they're going to do that. Um, so one thing that could help is uh, more people moving here that have a specific interest in doing exactly. television production. Um, I mean it's great that we're able to do this because right now how many other liberty oriented local television programs are there out there around right. the country? Right, and, and since the beginning that the freaking TV 
TV program has been a a stepping stone for new movers to just come in and be active and take part and jump in, right into something and then instantly yeah. jump in and there's you know that's not one of those sorts of activism where you have to worry about getting arrested or uh, get it, putting your name out there you can use uh, I have people who use uh, different name pseudonyms for their their right. names and and so but it does allow you to get to know a lot of the the doers and movers in the community because they're usually the people that would show up every week for this sort of sort of situation. And but, you do have some people who are uh, not free staters who are just uh, local right. liberty minded people that have gotten involved. That's as right. Well. Yeah, I've I've had a few people and in, in, you know Heika's a good one to mention. David Crawford, another one. So. Uh, yeah, it's a great, a great. If you're thinking of moving and you want to get involved with TV and and you move in the Keene, well, just you know, hit me up on the Facebooks or whatever. Or and, they could email you at TV at freekeen dot right. com. Correct. Yeah. So that's one way to get in touch. But uh, I want to point people to the TV page at freekeen dot com. If you go to TV dot dot com, it'll take you right to it. Um, I mean, you did do a blog post. If you're just reading the blog, you'll see that it's it's down a little ways sure. on the front page. Uh, but if you if you go to tv.freekeen.com, that's where you can see the blog post where you've kind of permanently put it on that yep. page. And there's a chip in that you've added to the page, which is uh, you're looking to raise five hundred dollars for the purposes that you were talking about before of right. you know buying an occasional meal for uh, for the volunteers and also uh, I, I guess you know possibly incentivizing some journalism, some reporting. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's you know it's a good vision that you've got the. T- the show has proven itself. You know, you've you've been there. You've you've been consistent. You've been producing it on a regular basis. You haven't yep. you know taken a bunch of time off and had a bunch of excuses for why you haven't done anything. You've actually had done. one one uh, one day missed. Really, due to me. When I, there was one day out of all those thirty eight that I had to call in sick. And oh and, right, yep. So and unfortunately, the show is so uh, dependent on you that, uh, or it was at the time. Yeah, there was a recent episode where you were doing in front of camera stuff, which I thought was cool because yes. it meant you weren't in the control room, which means that you'd managed to kind of have everybody Delegate else enough. handle right, handle exactly. everything else. Uh, so that's, I think, a good direction to put things because, I mean, heaven forbid you'd be hit by a bus tomorrow, but these things can happen, exactly. right? Uh, or, or you get sick. To have somebody be able to step up and, and help out with that would be good. So more TV-oriented people, hey, if you love liberty and you want to be active, you know, active and put your TV production skills to work, this is the place where it's happening. Exactly. Keene, Keen, New Hampshire is where it's happening. It's not just inside the studio. There's people out yes. hitting the streets, doing production on the streets. There's all sorts of, of avenues for you to be involved if you want to write, write or graphics or be in front of the camera, whatever. But it, it just the idea is just get involved. And if you just say to yourself that, well, you know, I can't move uh, to New Hampshire, I, I can't join the Free State Project, I've got to stay where I am, but I really enjoy the activism that's happening, I really enjoy watching Free Keen TV, right. then... It's a five hundred dollar chip in. I mean, that's what fifty people throwing in ten bucks. I mean, that's yep. not a it's not, not a huge hard. huge deal, and it's already up to uh, to over a hundred. Yep. So jump on over to tv.freekeen.com. Great way to help out JJ, and of course, also folks can check out your YouTube channel for your production company. That's right. Where hopefully you will be making some money with uh, folks hiring you to do professional yeah, uh, work. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten some more work, work recently, so it's, it's really good. Yeah, and of course, if you do a good job for those folks, they're going to tell people, and then those people are going to exactly. talk to you. And word of mouth is, of course, the best way to advertise. But it doesn't hurt to promote it on free talk live so you can also check out jj's uh, youtube channel over at uh, starfall media that's right YouTube. yep all right so 855-450-FREE that is the toll-free number here you know coming up i do i do have the audio from the john stewart uh the daily show it's actually not john stewart's piece he's the host of the show as you probably know if you've seen the daily show and he has correspondents who uh, who put pieces on on the show and kind of a similar model to Free Keen TV. In a, yes, in a other uh, paid comedians acting like uh, correspondents. 
Yeah, and it's it's brilliant. Uh, you know, some of the stuff they do is it's great parody. I mean, and well, often it's very real. I mean, it's well, yeah, it's kind of a, a funny it, a look mix. at reality. It's a funny look at reality. That's fine. Yeah. Um, the but you'll often hear that uh, the conservative talkers say, "Well, liberals just aren't that funny, and they can't come up with a with a good uh, entertaining talk show." Well, sure <laughs> enough, uh, it looks like they did. Yeah, they did. And as, it's very popular, actually. As though the conservaclone talk radio shows are particularly funny I know, or entertaining. They, they just—it's just like coffee pasta. That's what it seems like for a conservative radio. You you turn to this. Which voice tone do you like best? Because yeah. that's how you should choose your your conservative radio station. Well, right. The new program director over at WHUB in uh, Cookville, the hub. Uh, was telling me that he really is excited about Free Talk Live being on his station. I mean, he just kind of inherited our show, right? So okay. he steps into this station. We're on weeknights there. And uh, and so he's got, you know, the the big three during the daytime. You know, you've got sure. uh, Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, and uh, Michael Savage, which, of course, is just one talker after another, essentially Savage echoing the same Savage is a little difference. Uh, yeah, maybe he's a little bit more hate-filled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you've got, you know, hate, 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 and then you've got the, you know, the, this completely different program that turns things up on its ear uh, in the evenings. And he says he really, really likes the, you know, I guess the counterpoints or the variety that Free Talk Live brings to a station. So, uh, and it gets uh, co- positive comments from listeners and negative comments as well. And I, I really like it when program directors know that when they get negative comments, that that's a good sign too, because it means people are paying attention. Right. So what is it that uh, – oh, God, uh, Derek J. was quoting something on Facebook, and I wish I could remember who the source of it – Oscar Wilde, I think it was. Uh, it, the, the only thing worse than not, not being – the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, especially for the media. You want your stories, your content to be talked about. So let's go to the phones. Your, uh, your phone calls, your thoughts. Tommy's on the line in Glasgow. You're on Free Talk Live. Tommy. Tommy. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Tommy. What's going on? You may take our lives, but you'll never take a free talk live. <laughs> so we hope. So what's no, on your mind? It's been a long time. Thanks to Charles. Uh, I lost your number there. I, you can't phone from a toll-free number over here in Scotland. Sure. But it's just to keep you up to speed. And In Scotland, we call it soccer. But there's a major, major... Uh, corruption scandal that is hitting Scotland. Uh, you guys call it soccer, we call it football. So if, if I slip into the Scottish vernacular, that's and all call right. It we will understand. Football, Stick with us, Tommy. We're going to bring you back understand. here in a moment, all the way from Scotland with uh, Tommy in moments. Eight five five four fifty three. The SACL CAI toll free line. We'll uh, continue with the international news. Also, uh, more on the way with your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Hour three's next. Free talk live. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here, and I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. 
Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Here with you, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right, we're going to jump right back into your phone calls here. Tommy is on the line in Glasgow. Uh, You've said that there's some sort of a football, we call it soccer here, uh, but that sport, there's a controversy happening, uh, some sort of uh, dust-up. What's happening out there? Right. I spoke to you before prior. My background, Glasgow Celtic, the team I follow, we come from Ireland. Uh, the oppression uh, has happened in Scotland and Ireland against the Catholic minority. Uh, and Scotland is a ca- the Catholic is a minority. And Ireland, they are the majority. But even so, Britain invaded them many years ago. And this is quite... Uh, I have to give this revision of history because it's quite important. Because where we stand just now, what is basically the two football teams are basically the last remnants of an ancient war that was fought between the kings of Britain and Ireland, fought for control over hundreds of years, and then, as I say, the supplantation of the indigenous population of Ireland and the, and, and the slaughter of a million people. And it's still fresh because Glasgow Celtic was formed on the back of that. And what happened in the last 20 years is this... Uh, clan, they would call them Glasgow Rangers, they have set about decimating the whole of Scottish football with a form of voodoo economics, if you like. And what they've done, they've flooded Scottish football with a tsunami of money, and all the rest of the clubs went into huge amounts of debt to try and keep up. And now we're finding out that this Wait a minute, well, slow down for a moment Rangers. here. Let me make sure I'm following you here. So you're saying there's one particular football team, and what, what's their name? Glasgow Rangers. The Glasgow Rangers. And what? And you're saying they're flooding yeah, what they, the, the game with money? What does it mean when you say that? Well, they had a rich owner who was worth hundreds of millions of pounds, or so he let people believe. But what he did... He went to the bank and he was a capitalist. He was into steel. He was a steel magnet, but he was highly leveraged at the bank. So the bank uh, gave him huge amounts of money. And so with the financial meltdown of the last four years, the bank began calling in money from all, all everyone. And this wealthy industrialist was in debt to the tune, and is in debt to the tune of about eight hundred, nine hundred million. And but is he taking this money and capital- spending it on? Uh, just to clarify, he's taking money from the bank and spending it on his team, basically, like hiring the best players, or what? What's he doing with this uh, hundreds of millions of uh, of dollars or pounds or whatever? Right. So roughly, the debt for Glasgow Rangers is a hundred and thirty-four million, and the tax man, the tax bill. But they've not paid. We're waiting for a decision now. But they reckon they owe the taxman ninety million pounds sterling. And what this has done, this has allowed them to have a financial doping, as they're calling it, or cheating. 
They've gave them it's, it's the equivalent of the New York Yankees being allowed to spend ninety million, and the New York Jets only being allowed to spend nine million. Well, what will happen? That will be an unfair advantage, an unfair sporting advantage, and this is what's happened in Scottish football. And sadly, the media, the mainstream media, has been complicit for all these years, sitting on their hands while this happened. And I'm putting this call out to you to send investigative journalists to look into it because <laughs> I'm standing here shouting to the planet and saying, contact UEFA. If you're in the United States of America, contact UEFA, UEFA.com at the bottom right hand, contact us and ask to speak what to is David UEFA? Taylor, what is UEFA. Michelle Platini. Tommy, calm down for Sorry? just a moment. What what is UEFA? UEFA is the governing body of football, and they're doing supposed to be doing an investigation. But what is happening? Rangers at this moment are managing to do a huge cover-up because what you have to understand is Scotland became the home of Freemasonic uh, people when after the Crusades. The leader of the Freemasons, Jack de Molly, the, the Knights Templars, who went on the Crusades to the Holy Land. So what happened? They were being burnt to the stake by the Pope in France. And what does and that have to do with the football the teams? <laughs> What's that have to do with so football? Hold on, let, let, let me explain. Let me explain. The Freemasons were given shelter in Scotland. Check the Da Vinci Code out. And what happened? Then the, the Freemasonic rights, Scotland is a base for Freemasonry, and the Freemasons who took over the United States of America. And what I'm saying to you, they've got a huge, big cover-up in Scottish football. So wait a minute, I'm still confused. Up and it's a cover-up. So the Freemasons run the Glasgow team? Okay, hold on. Tommy, I have to say, I'm pretty confused. This seems like a really important issue to you. And um, so let me see if I've got this straight. You're saying the Rangers, the Glasgow Rangers, have uh, over $90 million in or pounds silver or sterling uh, debt because of bank loans. To the tax man. To to the tax man, you said? What's another $50 million? Okay, I thought there was money that they owed to the banks as well. $140 To the banks. Okay, so they owe $140 million to the banks, and you're saying this is somehow unfair because other teams weren't given the same loans or they didn't ask for those same loans? What's the real issue no, here? No, it's, it's about – the real issue is that they have not paid their bills to the taxman and to other football clubs and to the banks. And, and you're saying the media over in Scotland has – and you're saying the media in Scotland is ignoring this story, that this is not news over there? They're, no, they're telling lies to cover up and to protect Rangers and to protect parties who have committed this fraud, parties who have committed this corruption of football. Because, like I said to you, if you give the New York Yankees $90 million and the New York Jets $9 million well, and you say, go eventually, and buy I, players, I heard what you said, Tommy. You don't, need you, to, you don't need to repeat yourself. But uh, now, eventually the bank's going to want their money, right? I mean, it's not like the bank's just going to waive that $140 million to the sports team. So... No, it's not. It's not that. It's, it's it's the government. The government. They have not paid taxes. They they have. They well, have I support people not right? paying taxes. I mean, I I don't think people should pay taxes. Do you? But you can imagine the disadvantage that it puts uh, the other teams at that do pay. Yeah, I mean, I understand that other slaves are upset by people not paying taxes, uh, but I think it's heroic to Another not pay taxes. Another thing as well. 
One, one, one last thing, yeah. What they have done, they, they, the tax bill that they owe to the government is so high because what they did, they, they, they found a loophole where they gave two contracts to their players. So it meant that the contract that they gave should only be one contract, but they were giving them two contracts so that they could pay them one payment in the UK and another payment in an offshore trust and somewhere Sweet. like the Bermuda or, or the Bermuda Triangle. And the money has disappeared. <laughs> you know, you never hear enough about the Bermuda Triangle these days. Hey, Tommy, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you. And I guess, you know, some people are really... You know, they think sports is a very important topic, and uh, sometimes there's some real controversies going on with sports. And like, I want to see the Yankees well, play the Jets is there, what I want to see. There's also a lot of speculative betting with sports, and of course a lot of people take that very serious. And when there's some sort of uh, situation in which things aren't fair or, or there is this sort of conspiracy, then that does have a a big problem with that community I to some extent that. this has happened in mlb essentially there are six baseball teams or some narr- some number thereabout and then there's this bunch of other minor league teams that they stomp on and the you know um, these teams have a whole bunch of money these big teams you know the boston red sox mm-hmm. the the yankees these teams sell out constantly i remember having gone in the last few years before tampa bay uh, the tampa bay devil rays had their uh, you know had had really done well in the last couple of years but i was going there and we were paying six dollars eight dollars twelve dollars to get in for tickets now i like a, a baseball game in real life i don't want to watch that stuff on tv but in real life it's it's kind of neat to see and uh, you know i mean they can't keep the lights on for what they were the place was vacant Toll-free number, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So they're getting money from the big teams, and it's being spread out. There's more coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, Not one of the most important, uh, I think, issues, uh, but, you know, for some people. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you on our website. Those features include listening options. We have different size streams for different internet connections. We've got broadband, midband, narrowband, different uh, flavors for you there, all free at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you'll learn about the over 100 great AM and FM radio stations that air the show throughout the week at various different times. In addition to that, our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, where we are on two different channels, as well as the free-to-air KU band channel, plus webcam and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. All the details are at listen.freetalklive.com. Continuing with you and your phone calls here in a moment, just a little bit more on what Tommy I uh, had to say from Glasgow, he was calling to relate some frustration that he's been having over a football team, a soccer team, over there, uh, the Glasgow Rangers, 
which apparently have uh, gone into significant debt uh, with the with the bank, and also uh, apparently claim the government claims they owe him a bunch of tax money. They're deeply in cahoots with the Freemasons too. Well, he brought that about out of left field. I certainly didn't know what to say about that. But uh, then he suggested that people contact the government agency that regulates football over in uh, – Is that a Scotland. government agency? Okay. He did say it was a government agency. Okay. And I thought, you know, well, I, I don't think that's the right approach. If this is a really important issue to you, that is how a football team is behaving or a sports team is behaving, then you don't call the the criminal gang. Uh, you you just use the market to 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 fix those problems. Let other people know how. Yeah, you talk know. about it, and then encourage people. Hey, you know, until these guys pay off their debts or do whatever you know, change whatever policy we want them to change or whatever the issue is. I'm not going to go to your games anymore. I'm not going to watch them on TV. I'm not going to go, and I'm not going to patronize the advertisers. Well, I think this is also an, uh, an issue with the, the whole jingoism surrounding the sports teams or the nationalism or the tribalism, whatever you want to call it. The whole the idea that people are so beholden to their local sports team that it represents them, and that if that team suffers in any fashion, that this person then experiences some emotional reaction to that or psychological reaction. And I think... Right. People this, need to reevaluate that relationship they have with those sports teams. You feel badly when some millionaires lose a game that don't know you, don't care about you. I, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. But it does keep people uh, pretty distracted from what I consider to be the, the real issues. And Other that is, millionaires that uh, claim to represent them that don't care about them uh, or you know know who they are. Yeah, that That's is the government. Controlling other human beings and telling them how to live their lives and, and what to do and what not to do and uh, threatening them with punishments if they do things that they're not supposed to or if they don't do things that they are supposed to, if they don't pay up what arbitrary amount of money they're, uh, they're demanding. Those are, to me, the, the real issues. And uh, 855 855- Five four fifty freeze the number, but you can bring up anything here. Kelvin is in Colorado. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and JJ and Mark. Good evening, gentlemen. Kelvin, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, I got two quickies and then one a little more detailed thing. If you would indulge me, uh, uh, I noticed that uh, Scott the Bigot hasn't been on for a long time, and I'm wondering if you banned him or if he's just gotten tired of having to wait for well we certainly haven't banned uh we certainly haven't banned anyone from calling this show and so no uh, scott the bigot just has not called uh sometimes he you know he'll do that he'll drop away for a but few you months. were keeping him uh waiting a long time for a while i was yeah as i'll do with uh, any chronic caller who is trying to you know essentially call the show every night with the exact same topic uh we've got to have a little bit more variety than that and I want to give people who haven't been on the show or are on the show less often a chance to speak before I want to give Scott the Bigot a chance. Oh, well, uh, excellent policy. Okay, and then uh, you guys might know about uh, how my uh, particularly lame form of activism is at the point. this point is uh, trying to sort of uh, do a stealth outreach by uh, using terminology uh, like uh, government school versus public school, non-interventionist versus isolationist, and chemical weapons versus pepper spray. Uh, and I'd like to offer a new one that uh, at the uh, the last uh, uh, Liberty Forum, a freedom-loving lady I met uh, introduced me to, and uh, she likes to use the term re-legalization versus the legalization or decriminalization when referring to drugs. So, but I'd throw that one out. 
one out there. Yeah, too. that's a good one because drugs were at one time legal in this country. We have actually done that on this show in the past. Use the terms uh, re-legalization. It's um, a good one. It's uh, and I think that's interesting. You know that uh, words are very important, and so using words that are more accurate to what is actually going on that are more descriptive uh, are th- I think that's a step in the right direction. Well, I think with with language follows ideas in in your head. It, there's an easy way to correlate ideas with uh, the words that describe them and there's that certain reason why people don't like to use the term anarchist because it's been demonized it's been the idea has been tainted with violence and and the uh, bomb throwing anarchists so a lot of people will distance themselves from that word when in fact it doesn't have to mean that in your mind so, or people use the term yeah. capitalist i mean there's lots of words that sure. have been corrupted exactly exactly so if we can uh, sort of uh take the backdoor route and and stimulate some uh, other directions for, you know, what is conjured up in the mind when they hear this terminology, then we're uh, partially on the road to to converting people a little bit. Well, Uh, Kelvin, what else did you want to share tonight? Yeah, uh, you guys just mentioned a little while ago that uh, Marv, the uh, mobile activist, or no, authority resistance vehicle. That's right, mobile authority (laughs) resistance vehicle, yes, sir. Yes, is going up for sale. And I've been toying lately with, uh, you know, I want to come to the the Shire, and yet I'm going to have to be making payments on my house where I uh, currently live, and I might be looking for some place cheap to live. And I started wondering, uh, what uh, any idea what protections that are uh, traditionally afforded to homeowners living in, like, conventional homes, uh, how how do those uh, differ from what protection people living in RVs have. I mean, do you have the same... uh, The cops will attempt to act like they can search your home, if your home is an RV, anytime they want, whereas uh, they generally won't act like they can just search your home. But they shouldn't, because it is your, you know, castle doctrine or whatever that is your home, and if you act like it's your home and you know what your rights are, then the cops should need a warrant in order to search your RV. Um, so there is that, although I would point out that uh, living in an RV in New Hampshire in the wintertime is not a good idea. Yeah, it's, it's just, not going to be very warm. No, it doesn't it's, have the insulation. No insulation. Yeah, I'd be hoping to get out of there before uh, it, it got really cold, but uh, it seems like in the summer it might be doable. Anyway, uh, I know that, by your, the way, people uh, who are interested can go to uh, PeteAir.com, P-E-T-E-E-Y-R-E, that's P-E-T-E-Y-R-E.com, and I believe it is slash Marv, M-A-R-V, the Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle, to learn more about his Marv raffle. So it's technically not for sale as much as it is going to be a raffle, actually, for uh, for Marv, which is kind of an unusual way uh, to sell something. And it's, it's possible like that. that the raffle is postponed for the moment. Really? Now, if you scroll down on that page, you'll see a big old uh, image. Basically, uh, oh, they were going to use WePay as the method of collecting the raffle money, but uh, they're going to have to so an alternative. He's looking for a new uh, solution. So I guess if you have a solution as to how Pete Air can do this raffle uh, with some online service provider. Bitcoins. You can, that's a good idea. You can get in touch with Pete over at uh, PeteAir.com. And uh, Kelvin, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You are, of course, invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Coming up, woman strips down at a TSA checkpoint. Free Talk Live. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. free line you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there we've got a lot of them and they include our archives going all the way back to late 2006 all free for you over at freetalklive.com head over and get interactive there and coming up the porcupine freedom festival is happening june 18th through the 24th and it is an absolute blast. The event keeps getting better year after year. JJ's going to be handling the musical yeah, performances. We actually got that solidified. So Rebelink's coming back. It'll be a great show. There's a, it's going to be a great concert night. You got some new acts. And just going to be one night, or they're going to be events we, throughout the week. No, we have. Well, there might be an, a, a theatrical performance on Tuesday, but for music, it's just one concentrated night. Mm-hmm. We, to focus all the eggs in one basket and hopefully get a really good turnout and show a good uh, showing of audience uh, and spectators. Cool. And that's going to be happening at the uh, the pavilion? And that'll be Thursday night in the, piv- in the pavilion. In yep. the Shire Society Pavilion, that's as, right. uh, as it will be called. And so it's going to be a great time. Not only is there going to be music, but there are going to be panel discussions and speeches and family activities and Lots parties and all kinds of uh, lie baiting. And uh, I believe the uh, the gay dance party is back this time. The boys from uh, Flaming Freedom are going to be putting right. it on instead of Buzz. Unfortunately, Buzz uh, couldn't make it to uh, Porkfest this year due to some uh, personal uh, issues. But uh, the gay dance party tradition will continue. And uh, there'll Always, be a new spin put on yeah, it this year. It, it's definitely, uh, since uh, Buzz started that two years ago, the gay dance party is definitely one of the crown jewels of the, I the, think so. the experience. Yeah. It was pretty uh, It was pretty epic uh, last, last year. Last year was just out of hand. <laughs> the gays yeah. are truly outnumbered and if, by if heterosexual you, okay, people. Okay, all you listeners, you want to see Ian act a fool, you got to come to the gay dance party. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I had my silly uh, silly gay hat on and all manner of uh, you were, gay clothing. I think you were dancing up on top of Yeah, a, I was a getting box. paid to dance, too. Get, it was great. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Market response, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. So uh, come <laughs> to Porkfest. People pay to watch people make fools of themselves Pork all the time. Fest is great. P o r c f e s t. I don't know. Dot com. Maybe some people wanted to see and take the clothes off, man. Yeah, but they were paying have for that. to pay a lot more for that one. Well, <laughs> there's it starts some, somewhere. There's a lot of cameras around. Eight five five four fifty three. The uh, the toll free number here. So again, porkfest.com is where you can go to learn more about it. And again, if the uh, gay dar- dance party isn't uh, the thing for you, that's only one of many uh, activities that are going on throughout the campsite. So as I mentioned, lots of family activities uh, were going on. Mark, what are some of the uh, the highlights you recall from last year? Well, uh, you know, my son was rather young, so there was a lot of uh, you know watercolor paint. Painting and little games mm-hmm. and things like that. I mean, he was and other young three. kids. Yeah. Right? Oh, there's yeah a whole bunch of them. Um, as the kids get older, the the games get more complex. The the teenagers basically are entertaining themselves with uh, games like uh, zombies versus humans, and right. you know these are squirt gun games and. 
And every all ages seem to be having a great time and oblivious to everything else that's going on around them. Yeah, this 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 year is much more family friendly. Last year was family friendly, but this year more so. They have the uh, the bingo hall is now devoted to a family and mm. kid. Orientated. It pretty much was the last. The bingo, it, it, hold was, on, the bingo it was hall? used for, yeah, the bingo hall wasn't. It was used for uh, speakers. Oh, yeah, that, I'm sorry. I and it was the confused. registration desk in there. I was thinking the arcade. But, yes, it's going to be just typical, uh, just all family stuff up there, so... And Free Talk Live, it will be broadcasting live, and so you'll be able to um, observe that if you would like. Uh, we'll be there in the TV room, as uh, we always are, and we do it. We're going to be doing it every night of the year this year, as we did last year. We used to just do the weekend, uh, expanded out last year to every single night of Porkfest. It's a week-long event, and it's uh, fun in the woods with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. If you're considering joining the Free State Project or a move, a move up to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project or Shire Society, this is the place to go. This is the place to meet. Many of the people you hear about on this uh, radio program, many of the people you actually hear from, someone like Dave Ridley, for instance, from RidleyReport.com, he's likely going to be there. I mean, all kinds of interesting folks are going to be around, and it's a blast. And people are already putting together uh, carpools, so like caravans coming from across the country, people from California are going to be caravanning over, and others like on the path will be joining them. These sorts of things are being uh, planned as we speak, and of course there's uh, details on that stuff all through the website at Porkfest.com, I believe, P-O-R-C. F-E-S-T dot com. Get registered now while you can uh, still get the early bird discount, which I believe is the low, low price of 30 bucks. Now, of course, you have to pay for camp, a campsite and that sort of thing. Uh, but to actually attend Porkfest, not very expensive. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Steve is in Holland, Michigan. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, J.J., and Mark. Hey, this is Stephen McAllister here. And uh just wanted to ask you guys, you guys are pretty familiar with the delegate count and how that whole process works, right? I really don't know much about it, but Mark might be uh, a little more knowledgeable than paid a little bit I. of attention. But it's different in every state, so it's it's very very complicated. If you have any quest- questions, I don't know how I'm going to do. Yeah, I, I still don't quite get it. But well, as as far as you know, is uh, as far as I was led to understand media. is that delegates are selected after they voted, and then anybody can become a delegate. But that doesn't mean that you have to vote as the primary took place or whatnot. Depends in on the state. In some places you do. It's whether yeah, you're a bound places, delegate or right. unbound But delegate. I think he's talking about the kind of delegates who can do whatever they want. I mean, there's the places that are sworn or bound, yes, that, that there's not a whole lot going on. But the Ron Paul strategy that I think you're referring to as far as his delegate strategy has more to do with, from what I've heard, individuals staying at the the, uh, the primary or caucus after it's done and then getting voted to be a delegate for, say, Santorum, while being a Ron Paul supporter, mm. who would then go and vote in their you know, county or their state uh, convention right. as, well, was, as a Ron Paul supporter. I was watching something about the Santorum delegates now, like what happens to them since he's uh, pulled out of the race, as uh, has been uh, being said on, uh, online. Suspended his campaign, I believe, is the terminology. Yeah, it's more fun is. to say that Santorum pulled out, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, the idea is what happens to the Santorum delegates? Well, if they are bound, they still have to vote for Santorum in right. the first round of voting. If but after is... the first round of voting at the national convention, then they are – once that first round's done, if there's no winner of the first round, then they are then at that point unbound – so everyone that's currently bound would be unbound in the second round of voting and could vote for uh, whomever they like. Does that in any way address well, you, what's your question? Well, was? there there are still, as of right now, quite a bit of uh, unbound delegates, aren't there, for the first round of voting? 
So the, some states are unbound. There are. Yes. I mean, if you take Romney's and delegates and you take media. if you take Romney's delegates and you take the sort of delegates that are reserved, I think they call the super delegates that are reserved by the uh, by the Republican establishment. You have over the amount of uh, vo- delegates needed for Romney to win. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, <clears throat> the whole thing right now is how the mainstream media is pretty much misrepresent. They're pretty much just guessing as to who has how many delegates. Yeah, there's well, guessing. What I, right. I don't get is why they're not just honest right from the get go and say, you know, so, so, such and such has this many bound delegates and. Good question. You know, uh, you know it's, it's because no, there seems to be a conspiracy against Ron Paul. I mean, they just don't want to talk about Ron Paul. And anytime exactly. they, you know, anytime they're saying so and so has this many delegates, they want to exclude Ron Paul from that conversation. Right. So let's just focus on Mitt Romney. Well, he is and, the the least of uh, the delegates according to most of their numbers, and as far as wins go and things because, like that. Yeah, because you would think that because. By the time the convention rolls around, you know, they're going to have to admit that Paul has many more delegates than they had previously admitted to. They will, unless Romney is the winner, in which case, well, they they would have to admit it only if Romney wasn't the winner of the first round. I mean, if Romney wins the first round of voting at the convention, they're just going to say, ta-da-da, Romney's the winner, look, here's his total delegate count, and then there were some other guys in the race, and then uh, let's go to a break for commercial. Thanks, Steve, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But yeah, they don't want to be honest about Ron Paul. They don't want to tell people how things are really working. They have a particular narrative that they've decided on for this particular contest, yeah. and they're going to stick to it. Yeah, and they, they definitely want this to be over. They want Romney to be the, the guy, and they want it all to be decided so that Ron Paul can just drift away into the face They're of already life. acting like it. You've, yep. uh, there was that Fox News piece, and it's not the only one, where they were saying, looks like Ron Paul's winding down his campaign. When at the same time, Ron Paul, like the night before, was talking to 10,000 people at a stadium in California somewhere. Mm, right. uh, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It ain't over yet for Ron Paul, that's for sure. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you have there that await you at freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. And uh, if you want, you can support the show. You can become a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is that you can send us 3 bucks a month via any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And that three bucks a month is invested into the program and helps us go to radio conventions, helps us uh, reach out to new radio stations to bring them on board with this uh, this program, and also uh, helps us reach out to internet listeners and bring more internet listeners on as well. So you can help us with that and get perks like access to the AMP only call in lines, AMP only podcast, forum, and more. Get the details, get signed up over at amp.freetalklive.com. That's AMP as in advertise, market, and promote. Amp.freetalklive.com. We had a call uh, 
earlier about a particular Daily Show segment that I was uh, that I spotted earlier on Facebook, and uh, credit to Danny Ladane, the producer of the Columbine uh, movie, about that uh, playing, playing Columbine, Columbine is the name of it. Uh, and he posted this, and it's absolutely brilliant. So I wanted to share it with you, especially since a gentleman called earlier about it. It's uh, it's about a, a law in Oklahoma that was proposed to basically outlaw masturbation uh, by males. Here we go. This is from The Daily Show with John Stewart. Personhood. It's a fiercely debated movement that redefines the beginning of life. But in Oklahoma, they've settled the debate. The Oklahoma State Senate voted to establish that life begins at the moment of conception. The so-called personhood bill would give embryos and fetuses all the rights and immunities of other citizens. Yet some think personhood doesn't go far enough, like State Senator Constance Johnson. I put forth an amendment that outlaws the depositing of sperm anywhere other than in a woman's vagina. Why? If we're talking about protecting life, then let's talk about life at its very basic beginning. But even pro-life advocates like state senator and personhood supporter Ralph Shorty think Johnson's amendment is an overreach. I think the Johnson amendment is an egregious attack on personal liberties from the government. And quite frankly, it's embarrassing that this was even brought up because it's just a, it's a, it's a ridiculous notion. And you're not going to believe this pro-life state senator's reasoning. One, it would be a, a, you know, a huge... Uh, uh, free choice issue. Basically, the government is telling <laughs> right. the man what or what he can and not can can and cannot do with his body. Okay. Yeah, I mean, how much more transparent and just pathetic can somebody? How be? ironic yeah. that that's his answer. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I've got to say that I think that women have the right to choose what they can do with their body, but I don't think that I get to choose what I do with my body to the detriment of someone else's you life. Might, you might say that, but this guy probably doesn't agree with that. He doesn't think women should be able to do what they want with their body. I think that that would be exactly uh, the stand of somebody who's uh, pro-life, is that they believe that somebody's life trumps somebody's choice with That's their body. That's going to be his stand, but as I think this uh, gentleman here, Al Madrigal, points out brilliantly here, it's absolutely absurd, his position. We'll get to that. In a, I'll point it out when he does that here in a moment. There's not another individual... Uh, that knows what's better for you than you. And who are women to think that they can control our bodies? Right, just like who is a man to think they can control a woman's body. Um, you? Um, well, I don't, you know, that's the, if it, that would be, a, 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 you know, a, it's not about a, you know, the, the government trying to control a woman's body. It's about protecting life. When you have that's life exactly inside your said. body, it should be the government's place to protect that life. Even if it does infringe on your liberties. But Senator Johnson's view of when life begins is earlier than yours. I mean, shouldn't we play it safe? No, I don't think it's necessary. A single sperm cell, you know, on its own cannot create life. That's correct. So you're all about well, Wait protect- a minute. That's the, I think that's what the point is uh, being made here is that the idea that a sperm cell isn't life, but a sperm coming together with an egg is life. I mean, the sperm is alive, right? I mean, it's moving around. It's swimming. It's doing something. If you leave a sperm alone, it doesn't create life. If you leave alone a zygote, mm-hmm. it does. Right. So seems pretty clear to me. So it's uh, so before, and he makes this point here in a moment. But before the uh, the egg is fertilized, there's no life uh, going on. But in that one moment, then all of a sudden, it's uh, not human know, Then life. all of a sudden, the government can get involved. It's right? not human life. Isn't the government? It it isn't the basic role of government to protect life, liberty, and property. Well, the basic role of government is to oppress people. Clearly, the product and not the ingredients. Right. 
Yeah. Okay, so you, this you just said it, you want to outlaw the product and not the uh, the ingredients here. Here we go. Isn't a person, but this. Wait for it. Not a person. Not a person. Not a person. Not a person. Person. <laughs> and brilliantly, he's showing a microscopic view of uh, of an egg and uh, and the sperm around it, and then you know, not a person, not a person, the sperm going and going, and, and then enters the egg. All of a sudden, it's a person. I mean, that's what we're that's the absurdity of of what we're talking about. I don't about think that here. that's absurd. Yeah, it is absurd. That's not a person. That's you know, as you said, it's a, a human life. It's uh, something that at some point will become a person. It's a human life. I don't think the government has any role. It's a human life. It's not a human. It's just a an what egg kind that's of been life fertilized. It's not. It's hardly anything. Uh, hardly anything, but it yeah. is something. Well, I mean, it's, so it's, I, it speaking no as the most highly evolved human on the planet, think the rest of you are lesser than I. So you, so I should then be able to say that all of your lives, um, that I can end them anytime I want. If you well, are as a greater life, saying that this is a lesser life. I don't know. I, it's, I think it's right now. It's just cell. It's a cell. The egg is a cell, and there's another. You're cell. just a collection of them. Right, I understand what you're I mean, saying. The, the the components of your body are only worth two dollars and fifty cents. Well, inflation is Let's give you five birth, bucks. There, there could be a lot of things that you know that go wrong. It could be twins. Who it could be two lives. It could be three. It could be four. Who knows what's going to happen? Or it could be none. It could just be an egg that did. It doesn't work. It's a dud. Absolutely. Let me continue with the audio. And if State Senator Johnson's amendment passes, the consequences will be dire for men's health. You know, if uh, if uh, even if a woman wasn't involved and and uh, you were doing something on your own, it would still be a crime. Like what? Uh, you know, taking care of yourself. I still don't follow. <laughs> the man couldn't even masturbate. What? Really? That's what her intention is. You can't take this away from me. I'm on the road constantly. That is not my problem. Are you asking me to cheat on my wife? This bill would require that you take her with you. And nobody wants that. If killing a zygote is murder, wasting semen should be murder. Can I be tried for past crimes? <laughs> because I got to tell you, I'm like sperm Hitler. And I hope now you feel to some extent what the women in Oklahoma are feeling about the personhood bill. Women! She's trying to make a point, and I think she's done a good job. Uh, but, I don't uh, Mark, see it. you don't agree, but that's because, well, you know, you're intolerant. I think she's good, done a what good job. What am I job. intolerant of? Well, hold on. She's done a good job just, of highlighting the absurdity of, of involving government in this situation, period. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I would concur that the government has done a poor job in, uh, you know, fixing the— You, know, you just said you think they should protect life, and now no, you're no, agreeing they no, do no, a poor job No, no, I did not it. say that. Why don't you go ha- back and roll tape? If you, since you love to quote me— You said, isn't me, that the purpose of government I said that the basic life? role of government— Government that you know is to protect life, liberty, and property, or they claim, or whatever it is. I did not get about say women. Let's talk about the real victims of her draconian legislation. No, he's in. I tried to break it to them gently. So, what's up? He's got. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Five teenagers there. How do I say this? Senator Johnson in Oklahoma is going to make it illegal. To do the one thing teenage boys have always been able to count on. You understand? No. What are you talking about? Um. <sighs> you guys are familiar with the birds and the beasts, right? Let's take the birds out of the equation and just talk about what happens when the bees are by themselves and they have a solid internet connection. <laughs> huh? Right. Are you talking about 
No, no, I'm not talking about I'm talking about freedom. Um, uh, how are they gonna know, like, when? That's a good question. We're uh, doing what he said. Doing what he said, yeah. They know. Trust me. Government is everywhere. Oh, that's, that's... And her amendment will cause male reproductive choice to be a thing of the past. How much time is left? Well, let me ease your mind. It did not pass. Oh, thank God. Uh, where's your bathroom? It's right down the hall. So you're um, claiming do you that mind this moment going there? of uh, I need conception to is arbitrary when the sperm meets the zygote. But when does a person, when does a, uh, a, when does a collection life begin? of cells be, yeah, begin to be a human? In Human life, in your opinion. I don't, I, I don't have an I answer. I always use the terminology human life. I don't have an answer for you, but uh, I know it's not then. Well, okay, well, that, that's, that's really great. And not arbitrary at all. Like, like you claim that it was arbitrary, and now you don't, it's you won't arbitrary. even be arbitrary. I, uh, well, that's because I'm not you know, going to fall into that trap. I mean, I'm not going to say I know when human life begins. I'm not so, going to make that absolute statement. And, I, you know, I think that it's uh, completely unfair that women get to make a choice up to four or five months after, uh, you know, the, the moment of ejaculation, whereas men's uh, choice ends at that moment. I mean, oh. isn't the government supposed to be fair? Well, it's their body, Mark, not yours. You don't get to choose for their body. They do. Anyway, out of time for tonight. See you tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And there's a few seconds left of that you can find at The Daily Show's website called Broach. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right, it's a, it's another edition of the Edgington Post, and I have with me, well, one of my favorites, <laughs> Jacob Hornberger from the Future of Freedom Foundation at fff.org. Jacob. Yeah, nice to be here with you, Mark. Yep, yeah, thanks. Thanks for being on. Uh, the reason you're on is because you've written yet another article that I've uh, that I've read that I liked, and I wanted to talk to people about it so that way they can get a feel for the article, and maybe they'll want to go read it, or maybe they can just uh, get some idea of what it was, uh, what it, um, you know, what was contained therein. But um, real quick, tell me about the Future Freedom Foundation. Well, we're a libertarian educational foundation. We've been in existence about 22 years. And we present an uncompromising moral, philosophical, and economic case for libertarianism. Ron Paul gave us his Liberty and Media Award for Outstanding Freedom website, and that's at fff.org. We've got a free email update. All anybody has to do is just send us an email with subscribe, and we'll put them on our list. That's right. I've, I get it daily, too. So before we go on, um, in case you know p- people need to know, your nickname is Bumper. So if I call you instead of calling you Jacob, I call you Bumper. Um, folks will know. That's correct. All the theories are bad, so don't ask me which one's uh, the correct. One. Oh, how it how it came about? Exactly. I never even <laughs> considered asking. <laughs> <laughs> So the article, uh, the the premise thereof, and I don't have it sitting here in front of me, but I'm I'm sure you remember the name of it, uh, is that basically, you know, the United States, that World War II is always presented as this important war that, you know, well, what if 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 the United States wasn't so gosh darn warlike, we wouldn't have got involved in World War II and we'd all be speaking German and uh, the Jews would have died. But. There are a lot of things about World War II that just kind of didn't go right. 
Well, that's right. You know, it's presented as the so-called good war, you know, despite the fact that there were just, you know, millions of people killed and horrible destruction. I mean, the, the, the good news is that it, at least hardly anyone defends World War One anymore. Right. I mean, it's very difficult to find somebody who defends World War One. It was just a total waste of American life, which was one of the reasons why Americans were so opposed to getting into World War II right. or into the European conflict at that time is that they just said, we just wasted all these lives in World War One, and so we don't want to do it again. And so most Americans were absolutely opposed to getting into World War Two, but Roosevelt uh, was adamantly uh, in favor of getting involved in the conflict. His New Deal was failing, uh, wasn't accomplishing anything, and he was just dead set on becoming a war president. So he goes and provokes the Germans as much as he could into, quote, firing the first shot so he could say, oh, well, we're defending ourselves now. The Germans wouldn't take the bait. So he goes into the Pacific and provokes the Japanese with an embargo and humiliation demands and negotiations. And Japanese finally strike uh, at Pearl Harbor and, you know, Roosevelt accomplishes his goal. He got America into the war. But if we go back to why Great Britain attack, uh, you know, um, declared war on Germany in the first place, and, and that's the way it happened, you know, Great Britain declares war on Germany, not the other way around. It was to liberate Poland from Nazi tyranny. Oh well, we we jump ahead to the end of the war, and lo and behold, yes, Poland is liberated from Nazi tyranny, but only to now be under Soviet communist tyranny. And uh, so while the U.S., you know, is there proclaiming this is a great victory, we have won the war, and everything's portrayed in terms of we, well, the we is a collective noun that encompasses the Soviet Union, which the U.S. is now getting involved in a Cold War with. So here are the Poles sitting saying, well, how did we win this war when now we're having to suffer for the next 50 years or so under Soviet communism? Right. And so it was certainly not. Them. And uh, so, you know, you have to ask yourself, was this worth dying for so that the Poles could uh, suffer under communism rather than Nazism? And then the second thing that you intimated is that people often say, oh, well, yeah, but it's, you know, we had to go and save the Jews. Well, they didn't save the Jews. The Jews were all dead by the time the war was over. And it's really hypocritical because that's not why the U.S. entered the war in the first place. Uh, nor was Germany, it strategic, nor was it even uh, a strategy or a concern of the U.S. military. It's not like there. It's not like they didn't have intelligence about Jewish concentration camps, but they would actually, you know, of uh, if it, they they would even liberate them sometimes when they rolled across that area. I mean, they didn't even, you know, until they were completely beyond, uh, you know, those lines. It's it's like they weren't even strategic zones. Uh, those the concentration camps, the 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 uh, Allied powers didn't seem to have any concern for Jews being killed in concentration camps. Well, that's right. And the, and the, the Jews here in the United States were calling on, on the Allied powers to even bomb some of these concentration camps, figuring that, that at least some people would get liberated that way. They could escape the camp as compared to certain deaths. And the Allied powers said, no, we're, we're just not going to do that. Not out of concern for people in the concentration camp, but as you pointed out, they just said, this is not part of our, our strategic mission here. Right. And then I- we also shouldn't forget that prior to the war, uh, you know, back in the 30s, Germany was offering to let 
Jewish uh, uh, people go from Germany, yep. and Rose, the Roosevelt administration said, no, we have immigration quotas, we will not accept it. That's right. And so the uh-huh. boatloads of Jews were turned around and sent away and back to Germany, and those people died. The United States participate, essentially participated in the killing of these Jews uh, previous. And I think it also bears mentioning that if the United States hadn't have gotten involved in World War One likely the European theater of World War II wouldn't have happened anyway. Because That's a great point. Hitler because would have never come to power. Was, I'm sorry? Hitler would have never come to power. Right, because the Treaty of Versailles was highly vindictive. Most everyone acknowledged that. They were calling for a revision of the treaty throughout the, the uh, 20s and 30s, and yet uh, nobody would do that. So Hitler used that as the means by which to stir up German feelings, the anger, the resentment that had gone into the Treaty of Versailles, what they perceived was a double cross. And uh, Hitler capitalized on that and, uh, and, and you know, got people to support him based in large part on what had happened in World War I. It's true. Um, so, you know, often people will say, um, uh, you know, about, the, uh, about World War II, well, we crushed fascism. But they did it at the cost of expanding communism. That's right, because, I mean, look, the Soviet Union, which, which Hitler was fighting a Cold War and then a hot war against, now turns out, you know, first is the so-called ally partner of the U.S. I mean, that was one horrible, immoral part of this, is that here the U.S. is partnering with a regime that's really no different from Nazi Germany. And then uh, they end up controlling all of Eastern Europe, Half of Germany, uh, you know, in, and uh, then you've got what four years later, the Chinese communists taking control of China, which was, you know, part of the reason that, that Roosevelt wanted in the war against Japan was to liberate China from right. the Japanese. Sure. So, you know, you liberate them from the Japanese only to let them turn over to the communists. Right. And then, and then we end up with 50 years of this Cold War, hot wars in Vietnam, Korea. It's just horrible. Now, and, and the, the what happened in China, uh, what J- Japan did in China, which was essentially, essentially the, the second Sino-Japanese War, but then it turned into World War II so quickly that you know it, it was just incorporated. But what they did over there in the Pacific Theater, the Japanese, was certainly reprehensible, and I don't think anybody's going to defend it. And I, you know the the embargoes. One might one has to ask oneself, well, what does a nation do in the face of uh, you know another nation doing atrocious things? And I don't know the answer, and I'm not going to claim to know the answer. I would. I would state that the European, excuse me, the Pacific theater of World War II is a much more difficult thing to uh, condemn than the uh, the European theater. But I, I, it it seems like you have to get quite a ways away in history to really kind of look at wars and how they could have been avoided. So I tend not to support any of them. Um, you know, I just I, it, the it, the Pacific theater is so tough. Well, I, I think that we have to go back to our founding principles. Our founding fathers warned us about this. Right. When, when John Quincy Adams said, America does not go abroad in search of monsters to destroy, and that if America starts to do that, our whole, our whole character is going to change as a nation. And, and that's essentially what's happened. Yeah, Hitler was a monster. The Japanese were certainly uh, not these nice little nice guys that were going into China. They were brutalizing the Chinese. Yep. If we followed the principles of our founding fathers, we would just 
you know, not go let our government go abroad in search of, of these monsters to slay because the results, look at the results. They're not any better. You end up with communism, and not to mention the effect that it's had on our country. The, the loss of liberty here, the garrison state, the national security state, now morphed into the war on terrorism. And, and I think, you know, that's what the founding fathers were saying, is if you want to do something good for the world, don't go send all these imperial troops to try to fix all these problems. Work on establishing a model society of freedom here at home for the world to emulate. And if, if individual Americans want to go help the Chinese or help the Poles or whatever, help the Brits, they can do that individually, but just leave this government a constitutional republic instead of an empire and policemen for the world. It's interesting. In World War One, that's essentially how the United States got in in the first place. As many uh, people, aristocrats uh, and you know common folks alike, wanted to fight so badly. They, you know, the, the United States had been war free for so long, and its military had been shrank down, and they got this uh, this romanticism surrounding Europe. Many of the uh, aristocrats in the United States were buying titles in order to be real aristocrats um, and they just they wanted to participate in this uh, this this noble cause and so they went over there on their own and fl- flew for the French and uh, you know biplanes and did all kinds of things yeah and joined the British uh, Air Force and so forth and, and that's the way it should be where there's individual responsibility but for other Americans it's say uh, you know that's not our thing we're going to sit here at home and we're going to support our families and raise our families and establish a free society, and that's their right to do the same. Uh, but you're right. You, you had this sort of this, this vision, this, this utopian vision that World War I was going to be the war to end all wars. That boy, uh, the U.S. was going to finally fix Europe and end war forever, bring democracy, make the world safe for democracy. And it was just ridiculous. I mean, it just showed that you cannot use violence to accomplish these noble ends. Uh, and, all you do is end up with a worse situation than before. And one thing that uh, that can't be stated about World War One is how things would have ended if the United States hadn't have gotten involved. If Blackjack Pershing hadn't got a million men, uh, million uh, men's boots on the ground in uh, in Europe in order to support the Allied powers, you know what would it have happened? Because a lot of people say that they would have fought to some kind of stalemate. Likely, the borders would be different. There probably wouldn't be a Liechtenstein or a Belgium, um, you know, as, as bad as that is for those folks. <laughs> um, but at the same time, there might not have been a Second World War because these uh, powers, the Allied powers and the Central powers, would have probably beaten each other so terribly bloody that they just never got into it again. And the, the peace would have been more equitable it seems. And that's kind of how things went there for the longest time. They fought, they'd come to some kind of agreement, they'd, they'd draw new lines on the map, and, you know, the, now you've got, now we've got your serfs, or that kind of thing. That's exactly right. There would have been a negotiated peace, and instead of total devastation, total victory, in, in which case you end up with this vindictive Treaty of Versailles and the reparations and so forth, and all the anger and resentment and hatred among among Germans that then Hitler was able to capitalize on. And uh, that's another argument for just having had the U.S. stay out of it, because the U.S. intervention totally altered the balance of power there. I mean, at that point, there was no way the German forces could stand up against fresh American troops after, what, four years of battle or something. I mean, they just went in there and broke through the lines very easily. Yep. You know, and it's it's one of these situations where you see something bad happening, 
and you want to do something about it. And I can understand why people feel that way. You look at situations in Libya very recently and Syria right now, currently, and many people will say, my God, look at the terrible things that are happening to those poor, innocent people. There are little children being blown apart and we have to do something. And, you know, I feel their pain. I hate the idea that some aggressive totalitarian government is harming its own people. But at the same time, you need to look at these conflicts. Look at World War Two, where it's held up, held aloft as the most, uh, you know, the most holy of wars. And it created the two giant communist monsters that exist today. All the killings of Stalin pretty much existed after World War Two. What would have happened if the United States hadn't been involved? I can't say. I don't know what would have happened, but. I can say that that involvement really strengthened communism as an idea, and it caused a great deal of pain and bloodshed throughout the planet. It would seem to me that the best thing the United States can do, say, in the situation with uh, with Syria, is if if the if the government were to do anything, uh, you know, uh, basically send old cruise ships over there so that they these people can get on them and cruise over here to the United States and. You know, let open the borders, let these people come in and let them build better lives for themselves. Don't don't give them a bunch of free stuff so they become dependents on the state, but let them live their lives. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I wouldn't use government ships, but if you open the borders, you'd have plenty of private ships and private people that would be more than willing to help people escape the conflict and the tyranny and the bloodshed and so forth. And on World War II, I have no doubts that if, if Britain and France had just stayed out of that, Nazi Germany was moving against the Soviet Union, yep. and they were moving east. It's all they had to do was read Mein Kampf. Is all you had to do was read the book written by the guy who's in charge, and you can see what his plan was. It was simple. Right, and, you, and so you would have had the communist empire fighting the Nazi empire, and uh, that would have been the end of it. Uh, I mean, they would have been, you know, one side destroying the other, and... Um, that would have been the, the, the you know the thing that the U.S. and Brits could have stayed out of it, and uh, at that point the Americans and the British and the French stay powerful because they're not getting weakened by war. Indeed, yep. It's um... and you know and you also mentioned the other things about Libya. I don't know if you kept up with this, but this is fascinating. We already see the the adverse effects of the intervention. You've got the Tuareg uh, people that were fighting a part of Gaddafi. They escaped the country with. Gaddafi's weaponry, they now have gone into um, Mali and established an independent rebellion there, which has motivated the, the military there to take over in a coup from the democratically elected government. Mm. The guy who took over the coup was trained at the School of the Americas. His troops were trained by the U.S. forces. Now he's advocated in favor of back a civilian regime because he doesn't know what to do about this rebellion. All this was a result of the, of the intervention in Libya. And now they're saying that al-Qaeda is moving into the north area where this, this independent Tuareg movement has declared independence. I mean, so you see immediate effects 
of this of these kind of interventions uh, right there, which is usually that's fascinating because usually it takes some time to see what happens. And you can hear all the conservatives belly aching about this uh, Muslim Brotherhood taking over, whether it's in Egypt or uh, Libya or wherever, and they've got some credibility on that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I I tend to think they just bellyache because it's uh, it's Obama, and if it would have been you know Bush who got involved, then it would have been a great idea. But you know, they they've got some credibility. We don't know what these people that are going to take over are going to be like. I've heard of all kinds of uh, uh, things happening to the Coptic Christians in Egypt at this point. You know, we have no idea how these things are going to pan out. If a, if two guys are fighting in the next house over and you do nothing, it's a tragedy over there. But if you go over and you, you know, you tie one guy's hands behind his back so the other guy can win, well, then you're involved and you're responsible. Absolutely. Absolutely responsible. And, and you know, you, you mentioned Egypt. Uh, you know, how many Americans realize that, that this government, the U.S. government, has been fund, funding this Egyptian military dictatorship for some 30 years with billions and billions of dollars? They just recently authorized another $1.3 billion to a military dictatorship that, that has been oppressing these people for some 30 years. Right. I mean, it's, it, this is why we keep saying, Mark, we libertarians, it's, it's not enough to tinker here and reform the system, that Americans have to think in terms of an entire paradigm shift back to a constitutional republic and away from this empire police the world paradigm. It's just, it's just taking our country down, massive out-of-control debt, uh, I mean, that's bankrupting the country, but then you've got all the assaults on liberty that are based on the terrorist retaliation for what the U.S. government's doing overseas. I mean, how long do we have to put up with this before people finally say, let's return to founding principles here? You know, uh, the um, the idea of the, the, the Constitutional Republic, it, it all sounds good, and that's sort of, you know, the idea is where I came from and that kind of thing. But, you know, somebody said to me, and I, it certainly makes perfectly good sense, that this is the constitutional republic because this is the government that has grown from the constitution either the constitution was not powerful enough not written powerfully enough to uh to stop something like this from happening or in fact this is the government that that constitution will bring 230 years later or whatever it is that's a fascinating point i mean but it's it's clear that this is not what the framers and the founding fathers had in mind. I can't imagine they thought this, this far in advance. <laughs> well, you know, it was just in terms of principles, though. They didn't they didn't like a standing army. Yep. I mean, you can see their debates. They were totally opposed to standing armies because they considered them the biggest threat to the citizenry of a country. And they didn't like empires. I mean, they had revolted against an empire. So here you've got this giant empire with troops in 130 countries. You've got a military that, you know, encompasses the whole world. You've got bases all over the United States, huge military-industrial complex that even President Eisenhower warned against. You've got a CIA assassinating people, including Americans. I mean, this is not a republic. This is about as far as a re- from a pro- republic as you can get. Now, how it happened and why it happened, those are fascinating questions. But clearly, this is not what the Founding Fathers and our American ancestors had in mind. If you had told Americans that this was what the Constitution was going to bring into existence, there is no way they would have approved it. I, I suspect you're probably right on that, uh, on that subject. Now, how can people find the article? Uh, go to our website at fff.org, and uh, we've got you know, all the articles that we've published since, uh, gosh, two, um, I mean, 1990 when we first got started. 
and we've got a free daily email update. They just send us an email at FFF at FFF.org with subscribe. We'll put them on our list. We, we like to think our daily email updates the finest, most uncompromising libertarian commentary page on the Internet. And uh, if they like our work, we'd love them to support us. And that's how we, we thrive and uh, do what we do. We rely on voluntary donations and subscriptions and so forth. What do you guys do? I mean, you know, if, if, people, if people send their dollars to you, what do those dollars go for? Well, most important, we spread this uncompromising ideas on liberty. I mean, we believe in the power of ideas. So we want to get our perspective out in the marketplace. And we do that primarily on the Internet. But we also do it in forums like uh, lectures. We have an economic liberty lecture series with a student-run libertarian economics group at George Mason. We do that every month. I have a law and economics seminar that's informal there with students at George Mason. We had uh, a recent civil liberties tour among colleges in the Northeast where we brought together a liberal, a conservative, and me, the libertarian, and we went to these college campuses and talked about the importance of, of uh, civil liberties and we opposed the war on terrorism and so forth. We've had conferences where we bring together liberals, conservatives, and libertarians on these important issues of civil liberties. We promote economic liberty. We've, uh, we publish a monthly journal. So that's what people are doing. I mean, they're helping us spread this word in terms of uh, both you know, economic liberty and, and civil liberties and really all aspects of liberty. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the interview here, Jacob, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Oh, thank you, Mark. Sure, appreciate it. Thank you, listeners. Bye. I am so excited about Porkfest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year, it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping, and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Mm, That's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest.